Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie? Pop in your DVD or Blu-ray of Contagion, then wash your hands, then press play, then press pause, <laughs> yeah. then wash your hands when the Warner Brothers logo fades to black, then wash your hands at the first frame you perceive of all black after the Warner Brothers logo fades down. Press pause in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause, and then I'll wash my hands, at which point I'll press play and then wash my hands again. We'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, for four friends in your head with very, very clean hands, you guys. Your friends this week, myself as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Paul Lou Santagata. <laughs> and trading basic stuff. Stay away from me, all of you. <laughs> so, Contagion, man, this I like this Mr. Soderbergh. Um, he's, he's, he's good. I watched this movie yesterday to refresh it. I'd seen it when it came out. And then after I watched this yesterday, I watched Outbreak, the 90s movie by, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, I forget who directed it. Uh, 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 what, Wolfgang? Not Wolfgang. Uh, Wolfgang Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, Wolfgang Peterson, Peterson with, uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin and, Hoffman as an action hero. Yeah. And uh, a few times we experimented with that. <laughs> I got to tell you, just kind of as a rule, I tend to dig outbreaky movies, pandemic movies. Uh, and if you want to see two examples that <laughs> ing- indicate a spectrum of realism, uh, <laughs> yeah. nothing like the thing that connects Outbreak and Contagion. They're the same movie and they're also entirely different movies. And what's weird is I don't have a I, I don't prefer one to the other. I, I want one that's right in the middle because I find this movie I'm kind of like an outlier on this one in terms of public opinion. I find this movie to be kind of bloodless and it, it's it's not. It doesn't energize me very much. It just seems very, you know, staid and to the point. And to its credit, that's also good. I mean, I want the science to be as real as possible, but I also feel like they went so far in terms of wanting to be absolutely, you know, under like reserved and realistic and professional and, you know, also accurate that they, 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 they forgot the part where they're supposed to make it an engaging movie. So if you've seen this story anywhere else, like Outbreak or anywhere else, there's really no surprises. There's no plot, really. It's just things get worse and things get worse. And they, you know, they develop procedurally and realistically, but it's not very exciting for me to watch. I want something more like Outbreak with all the science from this movie in it. And then I would be, I would, I would, I would be sated. <laughs> they should have done this. Why? They should have given this treatment to World War Z. If, this, oh, no. if, if it just made yes. you a zombie instead of a dead person. Yeah, yes. this is, I was also thinking that this is what uh, the, the actual Max Brooks version of World like War Z Like the real like. science, like, okay, really, really, really But I'm not talking the about like virus. big set pieces. Like at the end, of, I don't want to spoil Outbreak for you, but it's been 15 years. At the end of Outbreak, <laughs> it's basically all the army generals having a helicopter fight because yeah. one of them wants to drop a bomb on the city with the thing on it. The other one won't let him because he has principles and they found the thingy and <laughs> dropped the bomb. Because right. principles. It's, and, yeah. It's a, movie not, about, it's a movie about disease and it starts and ends with giant fuel air bomb explosions. Yeah. So. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking more about the like the actual human interaction stuff and just developing relatable characters and dealing with them as movie characters and less like real people. This movie is so hyper realistic that it's it's exactly like knowing people. And I don't feel like <laughs> I don't feel like I'm, I'm drawn into their world much more than I'd be drawn into someone that I'm talking to on the subway for three or four minutes. It's just it's not as gripping as the premise, I think, could be. But that's just me. I think everyone else loves this movie. I'm the one who's going eh, not. Eh. I want to connect to this movie more, but there are no there are no vectors for me to connect to it with. It's just sitting there like ticking like this perfect little movie. And it doesn't ever want to, you know, hug me or anything like that. Never wants to say, hi, Teague. I know you're watching, too. And uh, that kind of bums me out. But it's obviously brilliant. And the science, from what I understand, almost entirely holds up as is, which is also really cool. And it's very realistic. And that's all fun. But, you know, sometimes you go to the movie wanting to see something realistic. And sometimes you just, you know, want to see people, characters having a story and engaging each other. This is a this is a movie about the virus. And I wanted it to be about the people, I guess. I don't know. Brian? I, I confess I don't really understand uh, your sentiments. Um, I <laughs> yeah. what? 
Yeah, I love the hell. Like I, I saw this movie in the theater. By the end of it, was very acutely aware of everybody else in the theater in exactly the way the movie wanted me to be. Although, I, although there is a there is a really nicely visualized scene in Outbreak that does that same thing in a theater. Yeah, um, that uh, was one of the high points. Of I Outbreak. did also love Outbreak a lot when it came. Out. I haven't seen it in years, but I loved it at the time and still have good feelings about it. Um, but I. I love this movie when I saw it in the theater and rewatching it last night. I think it might be one of my certainly one of my favorite movies of the past five or ten years. Maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. Wow. I really love this movie so much because yeah. it does exactly what I think you're saying that you wish it did more. I'm not even sure what you're saying, but what I'm saying is this if this movie basically plays out like a book. In terms of there's like 25 different, you know, little character groups. <laughs> this this is what World War Z would have looked like yeah. if they had done the most. And the result of that is I don't, there's not enough time to spend like getting you to really care in a movie way about these characters. And like there's repartee and shit and people just talking and being adorable and, oh, I like them. I'm going to watch them. It's very, very cut and dry is what I'm getting at. Okay. That's, that's why you get a cast like this together. Yeah. yeah. That, that's exactly why it has the cast that it does to to shore up that aspect of it but to sort of short circuit the like you period and just go i like Lawrence fishburne yeah, yeah but, i mean oh, it's Kate like winslet cool oh, it's the yeah. first frame of matt damon okay i'm in love oh, with matt, matt damon, damon i like already. matt damon yeah. yeah he's good and it's it's precisely they did that precisely to tell this story in this way so they could tell sort of this overarching larger story that has all these different facets to it could sort of hold up the 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 situation as a multifaceted jewel and okay we're gonna look at this side of the story now and then we're gonna over look over here to you know this other side um but it's it is it's, funny that you know, this is if anyone that says they should have totally done the world war z novel this this is what that would have been like yeah. you know with more action and zombies and flesh eating i'm not sure i agree with that quite so I, this is definitely closer to the book world war z than the movie world war z but i still feel like world war z has more <laughs> contagion of a, is more like world war z than world war z is yeah. yeah but i still think world war z the book is much further down the ken burns uh side of the spectrum of things but um yeah, but I'm just saying the idea that here's the story of a global pandemic yeah. told from no one's particular viewpoint. Right. You know, which is what everyone said. That's what they should have done that in World War Z, because that's what the book is. Well, that's this is the this is the problem if you if you like react to it like T going, but I didn't know who to follow and I didn't you know, I didn't spend enough time with any one character and, and everything else. It's yeah, like, I, I I love this movie on paper. I just don't really enjoy watching it that much. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, and this has one of the greatest flips or subversions or play, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, quite so many better. tropes, uh, so many tropes, so many tropes get shot in the head, and rightly so. Yeah, it's just so many like cliche movie things that are played out in exactly the way they would play out in real life, with still quite a bit of actual drama and tension laid out. And Jude Law is the epitome of that in this <laughs> yes. movie, and I'm sure we'll talk about him. God bless this movie for I the like. Jude Law character alone. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the stories kick off in. A bunch of really fascinating directions that are so much more like real life than yeah. what you get out of a traditional narrative. Which, yeah. Teague, I think that might be what you're looking for. Is you'd be like, these are the beats that I want. And it's like, no, those beats don't exist. Everybody's yeah. just trying to do the best that they can and take care of the things that yeah. they care about the most. The, not, point, not the, point, really. the point of Contagion is that those story beats don't... Yeah, in real life, that happen. doesn't happen. That's yeah, only yeah. in movies. So, yeah, so this movie yeah. is trying to very very much not be a movie. It's like, no, in real life, or in the real life version of this... I'd like to point out right now that while I agree with the sentiment of what you're saying, yeah. that is a straw man. That is not how I feel about it. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Paul, how do you feel about the movie? Um, I, I like it a lot. I saw it for the first time uh, yesterday, wow. and I haven't seen or read World War Z, and I haven't seen All the President's <laughs> Men. And I haven't well, seen you Outbreak. totally should because it's really good. Yeah. Um, 
or the hot zone for that matter. The hot zone. If I you're seen the hot zone. Topic is, well, they never made the hot zone. That was going to be made for the longest time. But, okay, so that's uh, it's a great book about the real story of the Ebola virus. Oh, so. cool. Ebola is scary. Anyway, yeah. But you saw it yesterday. I uh, saw it yesterday and really, really liked everything that it was doing. Paul was like, like bouncing up and down on his heels, like, "Yee, this movie is amazing." Yeah, it just it <laughs> yeah. just be like, because then they'll just they'll do something and it'll be really smart and it'll be really well crafted and. Um, they just keep doing that. Yeah, and it's it's, it's really, yeah it's yeah it's it's cut exceptionally well for yeah yeah for the, the size really, of cut really really well. Cool, Trey. It's yeah it's it's I think I think my joy of this movie was watching it going wow that was another trope they didn't do just there you know <laughs> the, the, oh, that was another trope they didn't do oh my god look how they didn't insult my intelligence just now that was so awesome the way they didn't like you know do something really stupid like an outbreak oh it's just fantastic so it's um I I it's it's definitely my favorite science fiction movie of 2011 um which I I would classify this as science fiction because oh, it's, absolutely. it's absolutely a science fiction movie and it's like the hardest science fiction movie that's ever been made I think if we're going to classify it as that there can't be there aren't that many that are that are harder sci-fi than that and by hard hard sci-fi we we mean you know Nothing made up, all real, all literal science that we as know, grounded in yeah. real scientific principles as possible. So, so this is this is you know again, this this feels like, in a sense, it's almost a you are there documentary or docudrama of yeah. the outbreak that killed thirty percent of the world or whatever the fatality figures are this supposed is, to be in this book. This is the lifetime movie they yes. would make after this exactly actually again. This life. is World War Z, except you die, you don't become a zombie. It's yeah. totally that, and uh, and uh, who knows? You know, they made it go. Wait, they're fucking up World War Z. Well, I'll just make World War Z without the zombies. Let me just do that. Um, I, that's uh, what I love about the movie, and it did. I'm I'm stunned how well it did. It made over a hundred million, I believe, in in the states. Um, I think, which seems amazing for a movie like this, but it's probably the star power that just like, oh, Kate Winslet is in a movie. Um, but it only cost something like actually fairly high, but not nearly high as as you would think. It's like sixty million was the budget. Yeah, or I got like that. it here. The uh, domestic gross was seventy five. Oh, seventy five. Because so it's so it's worldwide. And the, and was, the budget was sixty. Yeah, but so the worldwide, I guess, was not that great. It was like one hundred and fifty. But yeah, worldwide is one hundred and thirty five. Yeah, one hundred and thirty. So so not a big hit, you know. Surprise, surprise. Um, but uh, once again, this is this is that Mr. Soderbergh dude who you know. All right, I'll win some Oscars and make a big blockbuster like Ocean's Eleven, and me and my friends will all go to France. One for you, one for me, one, one for you, you, one for me. You know, and so he'll do. This this one and then he'll you know make the other one and he'll make the good german which is you know no one saw that movie <laughs> and uh, and so on and and so you know god bless him but but he's so respected that he can you know he can make his little his little movie his little 60 million dollar movie he can get every star on the planet to all come in and be in a little mini movie of their own and why not i mean you know, even all the character actors enrico colantoni's in this movie yeah what a great it's, it's seriously like three or four scenes right in a row it's like Oh, it's Brian Cranston. Oh, it's yeah. Enrique. Yeah. Oh, it's oh. Elliot Gould. Oh, that's right. Three consecutive scenes. Yeah, it's just like right just, just keep, it's, it's like I, I wonder. You it makes you wonder if he was turning people away. Like I'm, telling you, I'm sorry, but I don't. I could have you be a guy in the background, <laughs> Mr. Hanks. I don't know what else to His, give you. When he was doing open casting for this movie, it's just like a row of like Tom Hanks, Sam Jackson, yeah, exactly. Like Donald Sutherland's back there. Sam, take off that coat. In fact, uh, know what? The fact that you came here dressed like Shield guy makes me worried about what you want to do in this movie. So no, right. no, no. At the end, Nick Fury comes and recruits everyone. I, I just think it's. I love this movie too um, and I was just I went into it not knowing anything and I was just continuously just so in love with the fact that they didn't throw me Michael Bay bullshit that they actually you know kept kept being kept it real they kept it real the whole time from beginning to end this is literally exactly what you know an outbreak will and I'm going to say will <laughs> be like uh, when it happens 
then let's all go viral, you guys. Put your finger on the button and get your Germex ready. In fact, we have hand sanitizer for everyone at the table today. That's right. If you're listening to this, you might want to get a Q-tip. You're at the point where the Warner Brothers logo is faded to black as I am here. Put your finger on the button. Three, two, one, unpause. And now wash your hands again. Participant media. I've gotten very good. I was telling them before we were recording at like knowing what a production company is going to be from the first several frames of the logo. I don't know if that's a podcast thing or if I just spend too much time watching movies. Anyway, and Part- in the participant chat. has a yeah. nice, clean, simple, unlike this. <laughs> this one Magnet. from like 1988. Here. Yeah, really. That's like it's like yeah. Okay, it's from Abu Dhabi. So there you go. I'm trying to. So he, that's where he off. So he's pulling all the finance again from where we can get it. Yeah, gets, exactly. You know, I'm trying to. I was trying to figure him. out the whole time yesterday. I was watching it, and I wasn't. It. I. It's just. I wasn't very engaged by it, and I. I was trying to figure out why. It might be that it's. It's. This movie isn't interested in throwing curveballs or anything like that. It's very, it just goes on and it happens. Uh, and you know, at the beginning of the movie, what's going to be going on at the end and all the way through and et cetera. Although I was so hoping that at the end, she, uh, injects herself with the vaccine and then gets sick, roll credits. Uh, that would have <laughs> loved that. But, um, I, I think it's just, this isn't really a story interested in being about people. It's about humanity and it's about viruses, but it's not necessarily about characters. And I don't, you know. Well, it is. I, you know, I, I totally, again, I totally disagree. disagree. What it does is, what it is, is, again, it's just being realistic. Like, you know that really nice lady who lived down the street and she had an affair, and you know, but that was kind of a weird thing. She died of a virus. Like you do in real life, you know, not everyone gets to destroy the Death Star. Sometimes you live a perfectly good life and you're about to realize your dreams and you get hit by a bus. Oh, no, That's I'm, real I'm life. I'm psyched about that. I love that. It's just yeah. the, the, mm, the, how, how do you even put this? I don't know how to express it. It's, it's just that. Mm, I don't even know. I'll, maybe I'll come up with it over the course of the movie. Which is right away. It starts with this beautiful paranoia about touching things which is yeah, the you know, very so, first the very yeah. first frame that you see is her throwing some peanuts in her mouth exactly yep. just like oh my god she's just killed 10 people at the airport right there you know which you know, we realize later if we don't realize yet what's happening but yeah it, it does more about it, it says more about the way that people really work and operate than yeah. most films that are just interested in st- in telling a straightforward story will do in their entire runtime and certainly the movie is you know is some people might, you know, some people might think, you know, too much so, and that's certainly a, an argument. Not telling a linear story because, of course, the beginning doesn't happen until the end. Um, but, uh, but again, it's it's sort of creating what the experience of living through this is like. Where first it starts out as isolated incidents that don't seem to connect and don't have any. You don't understand what the connection is. Yeah. And then backwardly figuring out what the connection was, and then ultimately, just like in real life, the last thing you're going to figure out. Is how the hell did this get started? That's probably the, the if thing. You, you, if you ever, if you ever find out at, all. out at all, in fact, in fact, it's not implied that anyone in the movie ever figures out the specific start of this whole thing. They don't, the movie only shows it to us, the audience. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I, I was the most interested when it started, like getting to the part where it. I feel like the movie's about to make a point, but then it never really did about the way that all, everything in this movie is about viral and exponent growth. It's, you know, not only just the virus, but also this one goddamn blogger says this one thing and he lights up and it spreads and the rumor is like a virus. And then, you know, Lawrence Fishburne turns his wife who tells her friend who does it. And then, you know, the, the panic goes like a virus and all that and making that sort of a thematic the point of the movie sort of thing. No, it's not about it's not about uh, vi- virality, virality, it's, it's virality. It's about catastrophe. It's about how people like the 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 contagion is a complete MacGuffin. What the movie is about is how people deal with yeah, shit. About all the many wrong and right ways that people would would deal with it's, a situation it's how, like this. It's like what people do when something goes wrong. 
like it's it's a it's a fascinating MacGuffin and it's done exceptionally well and it's done with perfect science but it's about the people it's not about the virus yeah it's about how you react to a situation like this and a, a realistic way to react and the way people will most likely actually react when this situation does occur as this, it, it will this, eventually yeah, will. again if you read the hot zone i mean the hot zone is if you want to just be like scared out of your mind this is a fictional story the hot zone is this but for real and and with the Ebola virus, which is even a more horrifying virus than this one is, this one in this movie just kills you, which is like as a virus goes, that's pretty polite and nice. <laughs> Ebola literally makes you just explode into a pile of blood. Yeah. You literally just dissolve your organs. Your literally insides just, fall out. You become you. a skin sack full of goo that eventually just collapses and explodes. It turns yeah. you into a cockroach. Exactly. And and so and it's a real virus. And there really was an outbreak of it that we don't know how it stopped that's the only thing that's, that's the horrible lesson of the hot zone is that no one stopped it it just stopped otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation you went right back now. to rally the troops and bring back more exactly it, uh, it's and it, could, and <laughs> it, it could, sent a message back to its home planet and we're still waiting the best they can figure out is that it mutated again out of back out of that, human yeah. back out of human virality yeah that was the first scene where it's like oh john hawks i guess this movie's going to be about john hawks too yeah, yeah not, not mm, so no, much he'll yeah. be in two more scenes yeah he's, he's, not so movie. much it's, it's more about jude law than any, he's he's one of the few characters that that uh, stays through the whole thing but um again it's like this is a thing that's that's always hovering in the background could start happening tomorrow could could be happening now and we just don't know it yet um has happened many times you know the spanish flu of whenever that was 1912 18, 18. 1918 yeah you know which you know there's been interesting studies like why don't we remember the spanish flu why aren't we freaked out by the spanish flu um knowing that that can happen uh it was only a century ago the illusion of safety and if, <laughs> if you if you watch downton abbey yeah downton abbey like said oh by the way guess yeah. what there was this disease that uh you know if you got it you were most likely dead and uh it would just happen um you can also see this movie and not that i'm saying that the movie this movie is intending to do this but this is um you know it could also be because all the beats are there this is also a very you know it follows the beats of uh this is a, a much faster AIDS virus, you know, over the course of this is over the course of months. But the AIDS virus epidemic went through this over the course of a couple of decades, you know, starting with isolated incidents. And we don't know what it is. And uh, it's probably not a big deal. And then, you know, but this, I guess, yeah, that's right. And by the time it got that. established, it was like, oh, shit, everyone's it's everywhere now. You know, it's yeah. like, we better do something and, and try to figure out what to do about it. So it's you know, the, again, viruses have different burn rates, as uh, they say sometimes. But, um, you know, the problem with problem with AIDS is it has a very slow development rate. It's not like you can it and you get the you know you develop the symptoms the next day it can take years or decades so it's it's it operates differently that's actually this. something they talk about in the way crappier fun but way crappier outbreak which yeah. is one of the things they say early on about the virus in that movie is we kind of lucked out because this thing kills you in like a day and a half yeah it's like exactly if we, if we just hold them there for a second that's it actually might just go yeah, away that's and in the viral terms that's a good thing yeah because literally it's like you can quarantine someone for 48 hours and they're either dead or they're clear that's you yeah. know that's it's that's like, good yeah it's it's it burns itself out you know yeah it just there's no more fuel oh pff, yeah. gone hope it doesn't come back <laughs> yeah exactly right? well, i just hope they don't have it again so, wash hands wash hands well, we so had the first scene with jude law a second ago and i really hope that sometime in the next couple of years we won't have to have the kind of scenes where characters start shouting that print media is dying to one another. <laughs> print is dead. <laughs> well, because print media will finally be dead, is what you're saying? 
Well, the, or are you just sick of the no, trope? No, I'm, I'm just sick of that trope. Yeah. And, and the one place where the in the one movie this, this year that they should have done that trope didn't do it, which was, of course, Superman or Man of Steel. <laughs> pardon me. But you know, Superman, if they want to modernize Superman, that's my point about Superman. It's like, work for the Daily Planet? That's a newspaper. For HuffPo. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you talking about? It's the 21st century. Superman's working at HuffPo. Yeah, exactly. Superman would work at HuffPo now. So this movie is here... Now that it hasn't already, but it's already setting up and about to destroy two tropes in a row, which I'm like, oh my God. Okay. It's like, talk about what are you doing movie? It's like, oh, Soderbergh, you madman. It's doing the the scream thing. Well, what I'm saying, the two tropes is, first of all, Gwyneth Paltrow is about to fucking die. She's about to die. Gwyneth Paltrow is about to die, and she's going to die ugly and bad and sad. Yeah, that's, and then that's you're going to see her skull and then, flipped over. Exactly. And then we're going to see her autopsy. And then that cute little kid. About to die too. Spoiler, mm-hmm. and not only that, but we're gonna get a shot of him, his freaking corpse, which is like <laughs> his open-eyed yeah, corpse, so with goo coming out of the corner of his mouth. And that's when I was like, "Oh, Soderbergh, you are gonna take us for the whole ride, aren't you?" Well, Drew Barrymore was like, she was huge in all of the um, trailers and stuff for Scream when that came out, and then no, sorry, it wasn't Drew Barrymore. It was yeah, it was still you know, Scream, yeah. and then she just like, well, yeah, I'm not, gone, I'm not but I'm not talking second. about the Janet Lee psycho surprise. I'm talking about the fact that you know. Again, this movie is like, guess what? We're showing you the real thing. She's not going to die of movie disease where you get more beautiful and then you get, you know, by the time you die, you're, you're shot with a, you know, a Vaseline lens and everything is all glowy around you and the music plays. It's like, no, you're going to cough up phlegm and you're going to be pale and your hair is going to be a fucking mess and then you're going to be dead. And then when your kid's dead, he's going to have big staring eyes and he's going to have crud coming out of his mouth. That's what real death looks like. That's not movie death. Just you get had a couple of fluorescents up in the ceiling and yeah. no makeup. It's and just going to look horrifying. Gone. So there, there's a great uh, blog out there that just recently had a post. Uh, it's called the blog is called Slate Star Codex, and this is a guy who uh, just started working in a hospital. I think as a nurse or in some capacity, uh, but he basically has a, a he wrote up this whole post about how people die and how in real life it's not uh, pretty or. Yeah, you're not losing. How come you never way. shit and yourself when you movie die? Yeah, and it's, <laughs> you it's, should totally shit or yourself. give movie birth for that. Yeah, matter. exactly. It's a, it's a really great. It's a really great blog, and it, that's a really great blog post in particular. So go find Slate Star Codex and look it up. I'm gonna see if I can find the actual title of the blog post. But. Another thing that's I really again I dig about this movie, and this is an example of it right here is is um, another movie that I we talked about it actually in a recent commentary is United ninety three. Where United ninety three, you know, this is a movie for all those people who go, why didn't they just X? This movie is very explicit about here's why you don't just X. Here's why we can't just X. Here's why we can't just pull a viral vaccine out of our ass and give it to everybody. You know, it's like even the solution. Once they find the solution, it's a real solution that's going to take years to implement because that's how it is in real life yeah so so this scene here where matt damon is like but but my wife is dead but why i i don't know i'm just a freaking doctor <laughs> i have no idea i i treat broken real broken bones i can you know but we don't know what this is we have no idea what this is we can't identify what this is we don't know why she's dead and here we go with the one-two punch this this shot just just horrifies me it's Ugh. so horrifying it's just like we're gonna get the full-on i think anyone i think I don't think anyone in this room has kids, but I can't imagine if you have a person with kids that yeah. this doesn't blow your mind. That you come home from what he came home from yeah. to find that that he found. No, this is a true horror movie, I think, if you have kids. And again, that's what it's like. I mean, you know, it's trying to it's try this movie is like not trying to 
tart any of this experience up for you. It's like, yeah, and then you came home and your kid was dead. You didn't get to say goodbye. You didn't have to have the poignant movie moment. You didn't get to go, I love I you forever. Of, I wonder if that's part if, of why I had my reaction to it. Because my, my, this movie is very, very, very uh, concerned with giving you exactly what it's like. And my reaction to this movie is basically, yeah. Yeah, is it a, is it a question of sentimentality? Like, there really is no sentimentality in this film whatsoever. Have you seen more? A more? Hannah Key's a more? No, uh, it's not a sentimentality thing. It's it's more like it's a more like. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it it reads it's, it reads like a like a report. Like this is what happened, and then this, and then this, and then this. I'm like, yeah, cool. Does everything everybody does make too much sense for you? No. <laughs> um, I, like I like the the science. I love how it happens, and the total lack of hysteria in the movie, at least. Uh, I love, but the movie, I don't actually care for that much. I I would love for there to be. I guess if there were fewer characters and we just had more time with them, so I could deal. You know, Matt Damon. I I I can imagine being powerfully in shock for months. And then, like, you know, being afraid that the your daughter's, your last daughter's boyfriend is going to get her pregnant or, or sick and all that shit. I, I, I get that. So I understand it when it happens. But I also don't feel it because it feels like we're just sort of like checkmarking, like, that's one little outline of human behavior here. And there's going to be a different outline over there. And by the end, we have totally outlined human behavior. But there's nothing inside of it. And it's just, it's distancing it. Like, like I said, my reaction to the movie is, I, yeah. I, I guess it's, we're not spending time with any particular person or story long enough for you to feel like it's more than a sketch if if what i'm hearing yeah that's about right i mean it, right. it feels inc- like so there's just too many the story is just too fractional there yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, let's oh. just cut good by the way oh. yesterday this is and, and the for- soundtrack obviously we're not hearing yeah. it now i was gonna yesterday i was watching this and i guess it's just a matter of living with a bunch of people who are medical professionals or medically illiterate but i watched that i was like damn that was a perfect cut look at that that's beautiful like total like non-mess scalping i love it great job <laughs> Good job. Okay. I mean, she's no. I mean, she's dead. So the blood flow is going to be, you know, retarded a little bit. But still, that's just like a clean it's ass. A, it's fucking like alien autopsy done with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, it's that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to high five the autopsy guys. Yeah. What I'm saying, I'm like, good one, dude. Well like, you know, again, it's, this movie is showing you like so many different glimpses of what the real world of X is. You know, it's like again, like you want to know what an autopsy is? Well, you know, <laughs> when they're going for your brain, they do. They peel your scalp forward, and they. You I mean, know, it's, so it's, they put your they put your scalp over your face and cut your skull open. It's it's not a pretty story. I'm super interested in all the science and in epidemiology and in all the different aspects of the way you solve these things and the, how the media works and all that shit. I, I'm super into it, but also this movie, and I, I guess to its credit, but it didn't work for me. But this movie doesn't really want to make a point. It doesn't really want to do anything. It just wants to sit there and tick, 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 tick its way through. This is what happens. No, it's making tons and tons yeah, and tons of points. It's making a lot of points. Then every maybe, single thing that every many. character does is making an interesting point about the way that people deal with things. Any any story will make a point. This, even is, if it's this not is science hunger games for me. It could be about a lot of things and it's not really about any of them. Uh, it's just an no, interesting thing not to right watch. Either. No, it's about, it's about how you react in this situation. And it's just the fidelity of the representation of this situation to m- most movie situations created is just more. So it's just, here's, yeah, a- here's how people would actually, re- here's all, all movies, all stories are about like, here's how a human being behaves and whether or not that behavior is right or wrong or whether they should behave that way or not. And this is like, here's a human situation. Here's how these humans are reacting to the situation. And here's how 
this was the right way and how this was the wrong way. Yeah, but there's there's a certain threshold of context you need. A reaction only works when you know how they were before and what the reaction means in, in relation to how they were before. And that's when it resonates. Otherwise, it's just and then, you know, her his wife and son died. And that was pretty sad. He, he, he took it well. He, you know, didn't panic or anything, but it was sad. Well, okay. yeah, you, you need to preface that or, or, or suffix that with uh, for you, because, yeah, I again, mean, this I, is I, I assume know, everyone is this doing is, that. In their this, is, this is a movie that this is a movie that, you know, Blake Snyder would go. Yeah. Well, no wonder it only made 150 million bucks. Yeah. Because this is not, you know, a by the numbers. I go to the movie theater. I buy my popcorn. I want to see the story where the bad guy triumphs and he gets the girl. This is not that movie. It's not going to be that movie. It didn't set out to be that movie. And it's not trying to be that movie. But this is a movie. This is another this is another kind of movie. It's a kind of movie we used to get a lot of in the 60s and 70s before you know the the formula took over this is you know it's a movie about things that happened and it's well made and it's well shot and it's well acted and it's interesting and that's all a movie actually needs to be it doesn't have to end with you know a duel between pirates over a flaming volcano i mean it's just sliding into the i want this to be retarded like plot movie yeah it's super by the numbers that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about there's some level of engagement i feel you did say you wanted it to be more like outbreak what I meant was I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me ex- let me explain what I mean by that then, because I'm not talking about the helicopter fight. <laughs> I'm talking about the way that characters are presented to you on screen. And, and Outbreak also has a thousand characters in it, but you you're, you you see them in moments that aren't important to the movie too. You 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 they're not only on screen when they have to say something that changes your level of knowledge about the overall timeline of the movie. You just see them being people. And interacting, and I I like them, and I don't like him, and just you know feeling a vibe out, getting a sense of who they are and what this means to them personally too, not in terms of the rap sheet of well my wife and my dog and my son died, dog died. Oops, sorry kid. Uh, it, it's not just that happened. It's oh my god, and dealing with it, feeling something about this character and and feeling for them more than just I'm having to project my own empathy into this movie to understand that empathy should be happening in it because it's not actually in the movie you, itself. You want so, Josh Whedon's version of Contagion? <laughs> <laughs> so so you don't actually relate to humans just because they, they're other humans. You you need you need to know their backstory. You need them to make witty jokes. If and- this was a movie, if, if there was this level of empathy sprayed onto the movie with way fewer characters so I could pay more attention to them and feel them and kind of pick up on the nuances, that'd be great. But with this, with that style of, I guess, empathy is maybe the wrong word, but with that style of the presentation and this many characters and this many fractured scenes i i never i can never get my little feelers into the movie and exist in the world i'm just watching it like i'm reading a wiki article about the history of this fake pandemic just oh and that happened okay well i love those wiki articles myself i'm really big on no, i do too history i do too but like i said okay, at the beginning, look, i think this movie would be an excellent fucking novel okay so they're doing something really interesting here where you're getting i think you're getting what we're getting right now what you were looking for in this movie but it's just like it's oh, yeah, obfuscated a little bit. It's like no, this is one so, of my favorite scenes. So this woman from the government is yelling at her like this virus is one of her direct reports where if she just gets mad enough, then everything will clean up by the end of the day. And she's doing and she's she doing... just gets up while she's talking and then just like, all right, here's some science. Yeah. This is like this thing is gonna like this is exponential. Like we're we're in trouble and it's not actually exponential, but we'll not, come but back to that. Our two geometric, geometric, geometric. it's geometric, yeah. Ge- it's geometric, it's hard. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Still bad. Still, still very, still, very bad. still not good. Um, 
but yeah so she's just like no listen this is this is science we're gonna we're doing the best that we can stop yelling at me like i'm your assistant yeah um it won't make this go away and it's you're you're getting a lot of like really high level human interaction yeah. stuff and, for, and again just to just to while point, getting lots of information just to across. point out the historical analog this is about the phase of the aids outbreak when people were saying we need to start testing blood donations and and bureaucrats are going we don't have the budget to test blood donations and next thing you know every hemophiliac in america had aids so you know this is yeah. this is the this is the bureaucracy pushing back moment that happens in almost any crisis you know that uh, like oh we don't have the budget for that and we don't want to cause a panic it's like people should be panicking this is bad you know this is that moment you see what i mean so now you get like a lot more of kate winslet's character just because she did all of that awesome science and like and because she did in interpersonal kung fu she like because that's that more than any other moment in this movie is the like we can't shut down the island because of a shark scare on on yeah july 4th weekend we're gonna lose all that money uh you know that more than anything is that jaws moment and she doesn't she doesn't blow up she doesn't respond you know with frustration and kind she explains it like very patiently this is a carcarian carcarian yeah. it's a great one you don't understand what's going on here <laughs> and dimitri martin for some reason dimitri martin <laughs> for like for he was born to wear a clean suit <laughs> for as many people are inexplicably in this movie it was dimitri martin the most that was like no, I'm, I'm just staring yeah. at dimitri what? martin right now i'm completely out of the movie by the way i spent the entire time watching this yesterday just unable to comprehend the fact that that woman is not related to meryl streep she isn't yeah she's and not. she looks sounds acts everything exactly like young meryl streep she's been I, I could a lot have of things lately, she was like yeah. her daughter or something and what's crazy is meryl streep has a daughter who acts she's on the newsroom doesn't look anything like her but she could totally be meryl streep's daughter too who in the newsroom is meryl streep's daughter yeah uh the uh it's in season two it's the reporter on the bus the girl reporter that oh of course Doy. oh yeah. wow that makes yeah. perfect sense that, yeah I, was, I remember thinking gosh she looks kind of like meryl streep all right that makes sense then yeah. fine and i felt like with that yesterday about this movie and it wasn't true man so it literally goes dimitri martin elliot gould, <laughs> elliot gould. uh enrico colantoni uh brian cranston <laughs> just picking it setting him up boom, knocking boom, him down boom, boom. How is Tobolowski not in this movie? <laughs> yeah, really. He's probably cut out. He's probably in the special edition. So we're talking about the Brian, Brian and I, I know, especially are in love with the fact of what they do with the Jude Law character, yeah. which is like, God bless this movie forever for what it does with the Jude Law this, character. This movie is in the permanent golden hall of fame. Exactly. Of just for Jude Law's <laughs> character. I can't. I, the number of movies that do this off the top of my head, I can't think of any. I think there have probably been a couple. But I can't name them right now. Off the top informed of my head. conspiracy guy is always right. Exactly. The, the, the crazy guy on the corner with the cardboard sign. It's and we've talked about this before. Just basic with movie trope grammar. It's made, he's always right. Yeah. Yeah. He's always he's right. the one who knew what was going on from the beginning, which dramatically at the, the first time it would have been interesting because, of course, the, the crazy guy on the corner with the cardboard sign is crazy. So, of course, he's not right. So wouldn't it be ironic if he was right? OK, fine. Sure. Dramatically interesting. But we have now seen that th- that trope. Well, 10, but it's, not, it's not, it's not that trope. It's, the trope is like the, the the lone crusader fighting against the vast conspiracy. How many movies have been that? Well, it's I'm not con- that they're I'm conflating the two. But well, yes, it's not that yeah. they're crazy. That he's the you know in another movie he'd be the hero. Yeah. Except there is no conspiracy, and he's just a, a profiteering crank. So it's like you know the, it's 
the the he's, he's the flip side of Outbreak. You know, he he's the Dustin Hoffman of Outbreak. Who's like, <laughs> but you don't understand. It's like no, but the bureaucracy says X. This movie is all on the side of the bureaucracy. The bureaucracy has got it. We're doing the best we can, and you're not helping. You're just a random crank. And and so few movies dare to do that. God and, bless and this, you, movie. And this scene, this is another scene, you know, another trope that they're setting up. Just knock down. And go. This is an attack, isn't it? Somebody could weaponize the bird flu. Somebody it could is. weponize it. No, that's not what this is at <laughs> yeah, all. It's already. Okay, well, shall we move on? Which, with by the way, I love his line reading there because someone else would have read that line. Uh, the, 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 the exchange is, can someone weaponize the birds flu? And Lord Fishburne says the birds are doing that. Anyone else would be like, the birds are doing that. He didn't. He did. <laughs> Yes, the birds are doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A way funnier reading. <laughs> Imagine Aaron Eckhart doing that in the core. You take off the glasses. Yeah, the birds, the birds are, are already the, doing it. I'm pretty sure the birds are doing it. Remember in the core when he wanted to explain what was happening, so he got someone to bring him like an apple, and they lit it on fire. And the point of his demonstration, <laughs> yes. the point of his demonstration was fire burns things. Yeah, <laughs> like this is what's going to happen to the earth. See, it's like we would have understood if you said it will, it'll catch fire. Fire is hot. Let me just explain <laughs> using a simple analogy. I'm going to take this peach and set it on fire, and this it, now it's a peach flambe, which is delicious, by the way. It's but I'm kind of getting off my point. <laughs> it's you ever had a peach flambe? It's really good. It's just the presentation is like, it's going to be like his weird ooh-ah, it's going to be on the TED.com, like, you know, illustration of what what's going to happen to the earth. He's like, and it's going to do this. This apple's on fire. <laughs> like, that's what the scene is. It's like, oh, it's like that. It's like it's, it's like it's on fire. Show don't tell. Okay, could, could uh, just, yeah. Could have just said I got fire. But, oh man, the core was fun. I see. So that's oh, what will happen. So okay. fire bad. So fire bad is what you're saying. Okay, but see, we don't have the budget to make everything fireproof. So given given like this, like seeing this a second time, it's sort of like this scene is good and it adds urgency and everything but suddenly it's just like oh here's this extra character we just met him and in three minutes he'll be dead <laughs> yeah i know yeah. they're, they're uh, gonna whack okay. him really fast there is i mean if you, if you could level any criticism and it's definitely a feature built into the movie but you could also take it as a criticism in the sense that the it's its overview of the whole situation is so fragmented that we do get these little fragments of stories and this might tie into what you're kind of feeling teague in the sense that yeah we get little moments like these where the movie is about this guy for literally like 45 seconds you get to see kate winslet like in crisis mode like actually being concerned and kind of dealing with stuff in a sciencey way but it's like true but we've already seen people on buses we've already seen people that we've cared more about than this guy die already and we're gonna see her in crisis mode in other moments yeah so so i'm just curious as to i think i think i think think to me what the 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 overall thing is this is showing us how bad the bad guy is you know that this disease is like you know this thing of this disease is like this is a movie about a serial killer that can that literally can unlike movie serial killers that are totally unrealistic this serial killer can literally strike anywhere at any time you know his only his only trick is he has to he, can, he has to he can only kill someone who's touched a person who's already been touched so you know it's like that's his magic power wait but that the, was a Denzel Washington movie exactly but uh, the uh, but the idea you know the idea that you know Kate Winslet is trying desperately to get a grip on containing this and it can't you know it can't be contained that's what's going on it's like it's so everywhere even if you literally get a guy and go get off the bus right now he's it's gonna drop too late. he's gonna it's too late he's gonna drop dead and he's already infected 50,000 people so I, mean, I feel like the that same thing happened so much more intensely when he gets home from work and or gets home from the hospital and his son is also dead like that to me said everything that had to be said about you know that. something i hadn't put this together sorry it might it might be score 
It might be the score. It's like oh, it's like it's because, like Tron Wachi. Yeah, it's well, it's a very resonary Tron-y kind of score. I like it. Uh, and it's that was, and that only shows nice, up. That was a nice invitation. Thank you. And it only shows up in a few places. It's actually a yeah. It's not a lot it's, of score. It's a, it's a in addition to by the drummer, being that former st- drummer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, cool. For in addition to being that style of music, as opposed to something a little bit more, I don't know, romantic. It's also very sparse. Like, there's really not music in this movie anywhere. Mostly because there's not time. <laughs> like, there's no scene that has a chance to develop long enough that the score in that scene mm. would have time to become something that... But also the montage it, part. It, it also refuses to be sentimental. Like, oh, he's talking about his wife. Let's put strings under that. You yeah. Know, it's like... And I just wonder if that's, if that's part of it. If, you know, it's it's a... You know that feeling right before your ears pop on a plane? Where you're like, your head feels like it's all like... About it? It's it's that I have that sort of feeling about the movie where it's just it what did i just say that doesn't make sense at all yeah <laughs> i was debating whether or not and then he dropped dead to, to drill into that no yeah. but it's it's like in a second there's so much tension in how much i want to like this movie but don't that it's i'm i just need to like you know plug my nose and go and then it goes and now i can hear the movie and all the colors and love it but it's just like no it's in this tight little fucking package by itself and i can't get to it i don't know like I said, I love this movie on paper. I just, for some reason or another, it just doesn't work for me, and I, I don't exactly know why. And she is not related to Meryl Streep, and those two things are blowing <laughs> my mind. Is it the same actress that was the one of the surgeons on ER? Or am I making no, that she, up? No, she wasn't on okay. ER. She was on another doctor show last season that got canceled, where she played a ghost doctor. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's she looks true. a lot like the doctor that had the um and she's been on, yeah, yeah i know you're thinking but it's not her it's okay. not that actually. the one who was then on uh the event it's not that's not the yeah same actress. yeah yeah it's not i thought it was too when i first saw her she's she's kind of emerged just recently she was in something else too lately where i was like oh yeah but um she's good I man yeah she does it does have a, a streepy thing going on she's a little streepy kind of <laughs> kind of streepy I don't, I don't know trey that sounds a little streepy a little streepy Dude, the Dial girl, down a little the bit. Something's gonna come down on you. I went to prom with this girl. She was so streepy. She was too. <laughs> turned out kind of streepy. <laughs> How was she at the prom? Oh, she was great in the prom. She was great in the prom. Afterwards, she's when she went all streepy on me. <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> then Elliot Gould. God bless him, Elliot Gould. I really like Elliot Gould. I I only actually think I know him just from Ocean's Eleven, though. What else? What am I missing? He's, he's well. He Most was, of the other sort of yeah. yeah, yeah Mash. Oh, oh uh, Mash. That's what I'm. Okay. Uh, a little movie I worked on called Divorce Invitation, which is yeah. There you awful. go. That's right. He's in there. I actually got to cut a little bit of Elliot Gould as a result. Yeah. That was fun. Capricorn One, uh, great Capricorn moment. Capricorn One, a great moment for Holy that. Holy shit, that's him. That's oh him. wow, yeah, he's the reporter in Capricorn One. Huh. Um, cool. He's. I still go like that guy was married to Barbara Streisand. He actually did that. That actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. I love I love when Trey drops things like that. <laughs> yeah. Usually I'm just quiet like, yeah, I knew that all along. Yeah, what? I know. <laughs> I had right. no idea Lee Cool was married to uh I might have just made that up, but I'm pretty sure if you look it up, I think I'm right. But uh, it's, it was it was one of those it was it was one of those right. se- well, it was one of those like 70s like what, really? And then it was over like a day later or something like that. <laughs> they were married for like 2 years or something crazy like that. It's like, you know, yeah, Cher was married to Greg Allman. That actually happened. She was married to one of the Allman brothers. To no one's surprise, his actual name is Elliot Goldstein. That's that's shocking. Yeah. Let's uh, bring it back to this. I just had the uh that flashback to um Sorry, uh, Alan Menken's old partner, Teague, help me out. Howard Ashman. Howard, Howard Ashman. Ashman laying in bed just going, Streisand. <laughs> yeah. Streisand. That's a great story. What, like 
Disney and Kurt Russell? No, no. Kurt tell Russell. the story. The, the story is when Howard was dying, they were working on I want to say Beauty and the Beauty Beast. Beauty and the Beast, yeah. And he was patched in on a phone line to the recording session with I think Leah Salonga was Bell. I don't, I don't, I don't know. In any case, and she delivered the performance, you know, like new and a bit alarming, and. They're like, All right, Howard, what do you think? And he just said, Streisand. <laughs> and then she's like, no, <laughs> and a <laughs> bit alarming. And he's like, perfect. Pretty. <laughs> and then he died. <laughs> and then he, died. <laughs> then he dropped dead. Wow. Jesus. He was married to Barbara See, Streisand. he got to have the poetic death like you get in a movie sometimes. Yeah. Now, actually, Ellie Gold was married to Barbara I will Streisand. say, just for, just for um, you know, um, my own personal sake, the storyline for me that I would go, you know, I I would totally just drop that out is the is the where the cat where the Chris Nolan cast comes in and does a cameo scene. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the we're starting to see now, which is with Marion Cotillard and uh, and uh, the Hong Kong banker the guy, guy from Squeal. <laughs> exactly. This this whole the China subplot. I know um, the talkers. Doesn't doesn't quite really gel for me. I mean, I I mean, I get it, and it's another it's another factor of the whole thing, but it's like. It's if it, if I was going to cut anything, I, that's the the plot I would cut because it doesn't other than because that this literally is just a person's experience, you know, in it. And we already have Matt Damon to be that guy, and we already have you know we already see who's working on the stuff. This is just the the experience of one particular medical worker in one particular place. And again, that's you know, so it's like here for whatever reason I'm making the same argument Teague is, but only for this segment for whatever reason. Maybe, maybe I hate Chinese people. I don't know what it is. I don't know. But well, without it, it's not a you don't get the sense of it as a global pandemic, and suddenly it's just a true. I don't know a, an American pandemic. Is it true? an American pandemic plus a little bit of Geneva? <laughs> that's that's a great title, American pandemic. My God, we have to copyright that. <laughs> yeah, so like so I guess it, the the Chinese subplot helps make it a little bit more it than just does. like that map that continually even, turns redder and redder. Even and redder. even two or three years ago, we were sucking up to China in our movies well, what would we what would be able to do if they wanted to if there was more of Chinese subplot I, I like I said I don't I don't know I think uh, you know the fact that the fact that I guess that no one no one dies they just sort of hole up until you know there's no there's no that one doesn't seem to lead anywhere in terms of oh I see why we followed that story Matt right. Damon's like we see like how a guy deals with the destruction of his family this this woman was kidnapped from her life Taken to a Chinese village where they just waited out the epidemic until. But it's not even just like kidnapping. It's like a coworker that she like trusts and has been yeah, working well, like, with is suddenly. However, like, she gets to the village, it's like it's yeah. not. I think she's, I think this whole subplot she, is about him, not her. Yeah, it is. It does make it makes sense though because it is just everybody doing what they can to help protect the people that they care most yeah. about. Well, and, well, and, the story would make a good man do this horrible ransomy thing. What I think. Yeah. The, what I think might be the issue is the fact that. It doesn't really have an ending. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't. It's it's a it's a vignette of this is what happened in this city in China and, well, this, and this guy, but it's not about trying to solve the outbreak. It's not part of the story of of how this gets resolved. It's just it's just but, a particular subplot. But I mean, well, I mean more specifically in the sense that the last shot of her in the movie is her learning. Oh, the, all all the vaccines that they got were fake, and they're now probably all dying. And it's her running down the airport, and that's it. Yeah, and like you can you can infer easily enough that okay, I guess they all died, and she showed up, and they were all dead, and that's the end. But it still is a very awkward way to end that vignette. I would like to have that scene with of her showing up to the village. Just a shot. Just she yeah. gets there, and everyone's I, dead. It's like oh damn it. I, I I think that would be necessary. And I think all you would need is the one shot of okay, so this is how that little vignette turned out. Because even though you can infer that 
her running down the airport in that moment of revelation is not a good way to to leave that story. Yeah, it's not a button. It's yeah, yeah there it's not, exactly. It's not a button. That's yeah. So that's the sort of thing that T. I think that you were saying that you were hoping for more of. It's like the things the things that make you care. Like like so if the if the Chinese subplot had more of those moments that endeared you more to them or made you more concerned or there was more peril than just the same amount of peril that everybody else is sort of facing. What Maybe, are the other, like no, not, there not are exactly are, like why are there. I'm, I just want that shot there just for the reason Brian was saying, just in terms of a putting, yeah, just a, putting a, a cap on that. Again, line. we're all sort of saying the same thing that I just felt like, why did you know, I get the rest of it, but it's like, why did you tell me the Chinese story? What was the, what were you getting at movie? What was that about? You know, it's yeah. like, and I just, I, maybe it is the fact that it doesn't quite close, you know, quite so as succinctly as, you know, we know what we know. Okay. When's the story ends? <laughs> right, yeah. right. So is right? Elliot Gould doing the Dustin Hoffman thing, where he's like, "Fuck the system, he's, I'm gonna solve this." Bit, yeah. he, he is, but you know, in, but in a realistic way, where he's like, "All he can do is X." And um, the again, that what I I love about it is again, it's showing you the real process of it. There's a if you if you want to see a a fairly decent again because it's recounting a true story and not trying to make up a story for you. Um, there's a book uh, called And the Band Played On, which was made into an HBO movie or maybe it was a miniseries, um, series of movies, And the Band Played On, which is about the early days of the epidemic and the AIDS epidemic and all the different disparate parts of that where people were trying to, first of all, what is this? Is this a virus? Is, you know, if so, can we find the virus? If so, and it talks about, they just did a scene here where it's like, well, we know the virus, but we can't study it because we can't keep it alive in a lab yet. I mean, these, these painful things, like what Outbreak literally does in... 10 seconds off screen where Hoffman says, I just need a copy. He has to chase a monkey in a helicopter and find the monkey. Cause that's where the virus is. And suddenly as a vaccine, this shows that this movie shows the real process that, you know, having the virus is just the beginning of the step in the chain anyway. And the band played on is about all the steps of, of the AIDS virus where on a whole other level of horrifying villainy came into play in terms of the AIDS virus, where of course, if once the AIDS virus was established, like, okay, this is the thing that people are concerned about and it's killing people, there's big money in being able to be the one who can synthesize it. There's big money in being able to come up with a vaccine if you can. Um, and so labs were actually competing and undercutting each other to try and be the first to sample the AIDS virus and grow the AIDS virus and culture it and be able to study it. And there was some pretty ugly backbiting and infighting, which, of course delayed the general big picture of actually solving the AIDS virus crisis. So, so this movie also touches on that where it's like, you know, Elliot Gould is like, well, he doesn't have his funding and you're supposed to stop studying. And yes, he is kind of the rogue guy who goes, well, I'm just going to keep studying it anyway. Um, which is actually, that's a good guy thing to do as opposed to, you know, Oh, so that's right. Screw everybody. We don't have our funding. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue studying this terrible pandemic because they're not paying me anymore. In the chat, fireproof is saying, um, Actually, a lot. He's talking about the thing in China first. He says, "It's there's there isn't a really a resolution to it because it's just she's there to trace the origin of the virus. That's what's happening there, and then the other thing happens randomly." I think that gets confused when she stands up. <laughs> like I think I think that 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 storyline should have ended either at the town when she gets back or when he tells her and she just has like a stricken look. But that she stands up and walks away, it's like, well, wait, where's she going? Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's it. All right, yeah, whatever. I agree with that. And then in the mm-hmm. and then he continues. He says this movie leaves a lot to like personal interpretation. Like maybe you grasp onto one person you can relate to, and that makes the film for you. And you you know the one that you're really interested in is this story, and everything else is just window dressing. Well, yeah, it's like it's like you know that the, it's, a, it's a true it's a true could, your own that could be me. I mean, the the idea is that you know again 
this movie isn't giving you the easy like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm Luke Skywalker. That's the guy I'm supposed to follow because and that's why they gave me all that information about him and showed him like, oh, OK, I get I get his deal. Um, this movie is giving you 20 people. Surely there's one of them that you can go, OK, that, I guess that's me. And in, yeah. in, in the great outbreak, that's who I am. But I'm yeah. charmed and delighted by the variety of experience. I am, like, too. I, like, makes... I am, too. But I, you know, yeah. like I said, if you're a, if you're a family man. I think, you know, you're pretty much on the Matt Damon track. Like, oh, my God, you know, he's lost his wife and his son. He's got his daughter to keep alive. Now he's going to do anything to do it. That's that's fine. Um, I'm much more on the Kate Winslet track myself. It's like, well, I don't have a family. I'd be much more clinical about how do we stop this. And I'd probably fucking die and, <laughs> and be forgotten. That would, you know, that's that's the, uh, the one I relate to most is Kate Winslet of this movie for me. She's my she's my archetype. Um, so we, we uh, talked over the scene where... Um Buzz Lightfeed and the pharmaceutical guy. Yeah. Are, yes. Uh, yes. The Buzz beginnings Lightfeed. of the, the beginnings of the, the conspiracy. We're calling Jude Law Buzz Lightfeed. Buzz Lightfeed. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're maligning both, you know, internet, internet uh, journalism and conspiracy theorists. Well, he, he's got the, he's got the spacesuit on later. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the one thing he does right, which is like, okay, he's, he's actually, that's, that's the one thing where I go, okay, so he's not a total lunatic. He's actually doing one thing right. But to me, that's what, that's what makes him a hypocrite is he's like, oh yeah, I'll totally tell the world this stuff keeps you alive. But I'm that not this, going, that this I'm, rando Chinese medicine yeah, thing. I'm not going outside without a freaking spacesuit on because to this, like, I'm not a fool. Do you guys think, well, there's much of a interest, like, in terms of comparison, where Soderbergh and Fincher are right now, in terms of the stuff they're making and how they're making it, what interests them and how they do it and all that, I, I feel like they're not cut from the same cloth, but they're they're more similar than I had previously thought about. I think stylistically they're very similar, but I think Soderbergh is a much better storyteller than Fincher is. I I, I would disagree because I don't think because if you look at Soderbergh's body of work stylistically. He's whatever the movie demands, because this is not what the good German looks like. This is not what Aaron Brockovich looks like. This is not what Ocean's Eleven looks like. He He's amazing in terms of being very fluid with his style, depending on what movie he's making. Um, Fincher, I think you can kind of a little more isolate, like, okay, that's what a Fincher movie looks like. Uh, a Soderbergh movie, as far as what it looks like, other than it's very competently made for whatever it needs to be, is, is a little harder to pin down, I think. But um, What's interesting, I, then- think that's, I think that's true sometimes. I think there are cases where that's he does have it. Like, I think this has, uh, as much as it exists, a Soderbergh style that's somewhat similar to Traffic. And I'm just kind of arbitrarily saying that's the Soderbergh style, well, it, but I think. It, but I think, and I think, I think well, there are and, but traffic Soderbergh is the movies. same movie. Traffic is traffic is you know drugs instead of disease, but traffic is another global, you know, another global pandemic. Uh, it's another study of another global pandemic. Hmm. So um, you know, he, has, he mixes up his his shooting styles, which is really kind of fun and interesting. But again, you compare it to. A different kind of movie like The Good German or 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 Aaron the Informant or The Informant or what did you do? The Informant was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also Side Effects, which I really liked. Did you guys see Side Effects? Side Effects. I keep. I want to. I, I keep trying it. to muster the interest in seeing it, and I keep going. You love Contagion. You should watch Side Effects. Everyone says it's great. <laughs> I just haven't been able and to make your brain myself. goes. No, fuck off. Yeah, no, it sounds terrible. I really like the conceit there. It's like weirdly out of. It's you can't tell if what you're watching um, when they're doing the Gwyneth Paltrow. Flashback, uh, flashback yeah, stuff. It's, it's like it's semi diegetic, like because it's not the you don't see that she's actually watching um, uh, security camera footage until they jump out back into yeah that was this an, world interesting but it's like handheld like yeah. really really wide 
like you are there you're you're there so it's like you were watching it i was like is this like some sort of like google glass thing that they're doing that they just <laughs> yeah, like really. got at the scene love, or, there's oh, yeah. so many moments we just i mean this is oh this is so heartbreaking like yeah. oh no no yeah uh, kate winslet has a bunch obviously but marion cotillard just had a moment there it's like there's so many moments in this movie where scientists just have to sit there and accept that somebody said something really stupid <laughs> yeah. they just have these great deadpan reactions yeah. you know a virus is too small for for a camera to see and marion cotillard just has this great stone face look like <laughs> just let it just 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 let it well then this, there's also this, the this implication, is why we're all gonna die this is why humanity is doing there's also the implication the that like however many people are yeah. dying per per minute per second per hour and she just has to sit there watching dvdrs of yeah, security yeah. camera footage from a casino like there's nothing like that's all air, airports aren't as tightly monitored as casinos like there's I think there's probably more cameras per square foot in a casino than yeah. there are anywhere else. In Weirdly the enough, I just watched Casino for the first time last night. I'd never <laughs> seen that movie. <laughs> and it's all about, you know, the security cameras and everything else. Weird, crazy movie, Scorsese. I really like, Mad I like Casino a lot. It's my favorite Scorsese movie. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's kind of like all the other ones kind of all combined into sort of a master class of this is kind of the best of. Um, and, and Sharon Stone's awesome. But um, anyway, you were saying about the security cameras that. Oh, yeah. So then there's just like. So they lean towards that, but they don't have like the, the montage of like doom, 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 of her like going over, like sitting there doing the, I don't know what, what kind of movie has that sort of montage, like the CSI style, like pouring yeah. over oh, hundreds yeah. of hours of footage. Just like, no, there's just a stack and <laughs> she's just got them listed and taken care of and just like has to mark all of that that way. Um, but then Kate Winslet, like she wakes up, she sees her, uh, or starts coughing and everything. And just picks up the phone and goes, well, okay, everybody I've come into contact with needs to know about this. Just devastating. And this scene, more than any other scene, drives home the difficulty, I think, of trying to contain this. Because just her, just in this room, just dealing with people directly associated with this room, whoever was there, the, the maids, the waiter, it's like it's five or half a dozen people at least. And then you multiply that out by whoever they... And it's her dealing with that... Not, not even now because now she's talking to Cheevers but in the in the dialogue before where she's talking to the hotel staff going Wait, okay I need all it, of their stuff I need all the stuff of everybody that's to me the, mo- the moment where you best get the idea of like how difficult it is to, to stay ahead of these things okay so now thinking back on that scene where she was trying to get to the guy getting off the bus yeah like it makes more sense now because you have her you have her freaking out um her reciting everything that she can to try to like either get this guy contained or get him um out of the system um but then yeah so then it's just her face again just standing at a hotel window just kind of drives home the rest of that it's like yep that's your turn yeah and the real just the you know the on a character level i mean if you you know as far as relatability just if if you can't like feel sympathy for her character at that point, it's yeah. like damn, that's what more does a movie need to do? But other go there. Well, she's yeah. she's partaking in Teague's law there at that point, which is what? Uh, if you're watching a character die, you're automatically going to sympathize with them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, although that doesn't always work with stormtroopers, but the the uh, you know the sense always said characters exactly. It's a someone with a face. Yeah, Teague's corollary. Okay, <laughs> subsection. They have to have a face. And if you fall off the back of the Titanic and hit the propeller, uh, it's exponential. Yeah, that's that's because the, the entire audience went, "Oh, oh, oh sucks to be son him. of a bitch!" Oh, I've I've 
He didn't deserve that. <laughs> I've been I've been hurt before too. That's I totally relate to That's that. That's it. That's Teague's law. Or what was yeah. it? Teague's constant. Someone in the chat forum called it Teague's constant. I like that. And then Teague's corollary has to have a face. <laughs> these, these these scenes where he's where um Matt Damon's character is talking about or just speaking with anybody about like yeah okay I'm sorry my my condolences and my condolences and also yeah your wife was kind of cheating on you but <laughs> yeah. yeah also Shit, there was sorry. that yeah. yeah I mean if you're looking for a, a ultimate theme or point to this movie it's that sexual infidelity will kill will kill the, the world will destroy the play original sin baby that's yeah. what this movie's all about that, that, the, the first yeah so the first conversation you hear and when she's on the phone at the beginning it's like oh that's that's sweet like they seem like they care about each other and that's just like they're just having a fun <laughs> little like if only she was talking to her husband at the time. Yeah, but it's but yeah, like it the movie could have stood to go a little further into like the human relationships are complicated thing, but um there's yeah, there's I don't know if there's it hadn't occurred to me, but goodness. it's actually a it's just in terms of economy of detail, the whole cheating on him thing doesn't do anything. She, oh, did, she gets, didn't catch um, the disease because of it. No, no, no it's it, it, it doesn't it really Chicago. affect anything we learn about Matt Damon. It got it to Chicago, and it's the reason it's just it just it's it's yeah. again it's part it of said it wild in Chicago. It's part of the unraveling the mystery. It's part of the how is there an outbreak in in wherever she wherever her hometown was, wherever she ends up ultimately. But there's a simultaneous one in Chicago, and it's about just putting the mystery together in in and in, in like and the fact that you know the CDC goes, we think your wife was having an affair with some dude in Chicago. Like what? It's like well because that's we're looking at the disease these vectors and that seems to be what's happening so pardon me for having to ask these questions so again it's just all about the the phenomenal mess of how when you have to figure out in retrospect a series of human interactions in the in the, especially in the jet age um you know that the the uh, you know again the the hot zone goes into that the fact that oh the jet age is just made epidemiology just the nastiest because literally some guy can get on a plane and it happened with ebola some guy can get on a plane and the virus is on the other side of the world 12 hours later. It's a nightmare for epidemiologists. Stupid it didn't planes. used to be like that. You literally could just, okay, everyone just stay on that continent. <laughs> and we'll just we'll just do a wait and see on this one, okay? Planes are stupid. We'll come back in six years and whoever's left alive. Talk we'll, bad about planes. We'll talk. Yeah, like if okay, pla- helicopters if, are stupid. If helicopters are also planes. Happened, like... <laughs> Plane refers to anything with an airfoil that generates lift without airfoil. I guess that's true. Even hey. if the airfoil is spinning. Yes, Man, that's right. So there. So yes, helicopters are technically planes. Don't you talk bad. <laughs> <laughs> but they kill people. They bring Ebola to North Hollywood. That's right. <laughs> no, it's not the airplanes that do that, Teague. It's the sexual infidelity. <laughs> that's right. It's like, Plane, like, planes don't infect people. Just like the rats, <laughs> did, the rats didn't bring, bring the plague. The fleas on the rats brought the plague. Some the fleas on the rats they yeah, brought the yeah, plague. plague. <laughs> oh, <laughs> rats, God. rats don't rats don't normally like bite you a lot, but the fleas will bite you a lot. So that's that's where the plague came from. Didn't they also like think it was the cats, so they got rid of all the cats and then that let the yeah. rats breed? <laughs> if we were making a movie about the plague, that would be that would that would be what Jude Law was preaching. We must get rid of all the cats. He's like in the middle of the town square yeah. with a big dead actually, cat on a stick. Was was that the bubonic plague <laughs> or was that something stomping. else? Like something like that happened. Say, well, you know, I I don't know specifically, but the you know, bubonic plague is certainly another one of the great mass pandemics. But right. Um, Black Plague, I think, which we don't actually... Which is, they're both the same thing. I think it's the same thing. I, th- I think they think they're the same thing, but they're not totally 100% yeah. sure Well, bubonic are. plague is specifically is the is the name because a bubo is a, is a pustule on your skin. Mm. So it's it's called... A pustule bubo- plague. It's called bubonic plague because it gave you bubos. 
Um, he gave you boo-boos. That's why boo-boos is boo-boos. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I don't <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but that makes a good story. I'll, I'll, I'll allow cool. it. But um, yeah, boo-boo is a, is a swelling, an infection. We will and, allow this set of facts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because well, it sounds it sounds about right to me. <laughs> the chat, Kyle Monroe's like, eh, the Black Plague was overrated. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen lots of plagues, man. The Black Plague is not that great. Why is there always going to be a black thing with you with plagues? Um, but... Uh, Anyway, so here goes Marion Cotillard. <laughs> I would. Um, it's I probably talking- because I don't like Marion Cotillard that much. No, I just. I think she's I'm, great. She, but did you see what she did in Inception? She's a bitch. <laughs> she's a real bitch, man. I'll tell you this about that. I would love for her to teach me how to draw and then tell me that my drawing was nice. I would love that. Well, you'll get that a little later. I, yeah, <laughs> my surrogate in the movie is that Asian kid. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, you find someone to relate to. I want to be him. I want her to hug me and tell me that my painting is beautiful. <laughs> there you go. Finally, some redemption for the movie. And then give me a placebo. Yeah. Uh, unintentionally, but yeah. You don't know her like I do. She's not like that with everyone. <laughs> no, it's for me only. Only my drawing was good. Cotillard. And interesting. In the chat, hey, Fireproof yeah. says, maybe Teague can only relate to the people who don't die. <laughs> that's true uh well i'm relating to kate wins it's so hard right now yeah does anybody speak french well enough to know if she's doing a swiss french accent in this or if she's I, I just certainly wouldn't know regular french? no i'm kind of learning just french at the moment french, but french but from wherever she is from. i'm still working on the pronouns so i don't think we have any french accent. people in the chat room I hope not. We usually do. <laughs> if they are, we need to be rid of them yeah, immediately. Can't we do like a filter or something like that? Surely we can geo-filter that. I feel like that guy's dramatically underdressed. <laughs> he's, got, this- he's got like a ping pong thing. Like, I don't want balls to hit my face, but I don't care about the air kind of helmet going on. It's not air. It's... Yes, it is a direct. It has to be direct contact. Have they established oh, right, right. it's aerosol? It's not aerosol at this not point. Not aerosol. It's that other word. Yeah, fromite. 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 Says, they have established that. So it's, yeah, it has to be direct contact. So that's, that's the good news. It's not aerosol. Phew. Hey, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston being like, I'm going to tell you some stuff that I shouldn't tell you. Yeah. So then you're going to tell your wife some stuff that she shouldn't tell her. Now, there is a government conspiracy, but it's it's like most government conspiracies. It's a little tiny bullshit government conspiracy. It's not a moon landing conspiracy. It's It's a guy being a douchebag. Exactly. It's I'm going to I'm going to take special care of my wife. Borrow the plane. Deal with it. Yeah. So it's like some guy needs to borrow a plane. So he's like, I'm going to give my wife some privileged information because that's what he cares most about. And then it's like. Okay, so you're doing more than anybody in government to try to make sure that this all goes down properly and that as many lives as possible are saved. And then you're still going to end up getting like subpoenaed and like thrown under the bus, thrown under the bus. Yeah. um, Just because uh, that's how human relationships work. And I, I like that touch a lot. And here, I love this. It didn't really like strike home for me until watching it didn't really strike home for me until watching it last night he's faking jew law is faking this yeah Yeah. he's faking his sickness to to sell that yeah to 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 peddle his little fake forsythia cure well it's not even that he's peddling it it's that he had to give that information to the pharmaceutical companies so they would buy it all up and they paid him handsomely for right right right. for the information what did they say it was it was like four million or something something like that two million like like three million dollars yeah 
What a piece of shit. Uh. Yeah. Now, in most Hollywood movies, he'd be right, and that's the cure, and the evil government is yada, 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 and it's, oh, God bless you, movie, for showing that the douchebag on the internet is just a douchebag on the internet. Just for that alone, this movie deserves all the credit. I really like Lawrence Fishburne. He's great. He's not in nearly as much as... And there's more and more of him every year. Have you seen Boys in the Hood? Yeah. I have not actually. It's, I think it's on Netflix. He's, out, he's outstanding. Have you seen Apocalypse Now? Yeah. I have seen that. Yes. <laughs> oh, now it's more like Apocalypse. Apocalypse then. Yeah. He was great it's in the Matrix. They should have uh, done more. Yeah, of this. I don't know why they didn't. He didn't become a big star after the Matrix. He should. He should marry somebody from Firefly and, and be a big star. Because <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. If you marry someone from Firefly, you become a big star. Common Rose like Apoc- Apocalypse. What now? Yeah. What? <laughs> I've heard of that. No, I just, I just think he's awesome. I've, I've never not liked him in a thing. I, you know, I have to say, Man of Steel. I thought he was phoning it in on that one. I forgot he was Who? in that movie. Oh, Fishburn. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I forgot. One <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man of Steel didn't exactly uh, take the stre- screen by storm in, uh, was, in that one. It was a first degree Fishburn. Yeah. Ooh. This is a third degree Fishburn. Boom. <laughs> what if I told you he punched a guy? I did this for someone the money. on the uh, red life? carpet somewhere. Uh, kept calling him Larry, and Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> was like, "If you call me Larry one more time, I'm going to hit you." And he's like, "Ah, oh, whatever, Larry." And then he punched him. It's like, look, I don't exactly condone violence, but he did set the terms. <laughs> he did hey, say, John, "Here's what's going to happen." John Hawks is back. <laughs> Remember, he's in this. There movie? he goes. Now, what's weird? Here's a funny thing. Just By the way, weird. that clock is five minutes fast. A weird, a weird side uh, side note is, um, it's great. I'm so happy that John Hawks has suddenly become Mr. Oscar nominated. Where this is now, this that that isn't that's a John Hawks cameo. Oh my gosh, because that's the kind of role John Hawks played without anyone going, "Oh my god, that's John Hawks" for like 20 years. Um, I like John Hawks a lot. I worked with John Hawks on Freaked. He was Cowboy uh-huh. in Freaked. He did the whole movie. You never see his face till one shot in the very end when he becomes a human again. But he's he's a cow. He's a he's a human <laughs> cow in Freaked. Um, and he talks like this, so you know you you would never know it's John Hawks. Um, so when I saw him in like Winter's Bone, I guess was when he really broke out, and I was like, oh, that's Cowboy from Freaked. I was like, oh, that's Deadwood great. Deadwood too. It's great that he's working. Um, I'm so, he's he's a cool guy. He's a totally cool guy, and I I'm, I'm thrilled that he's you know he's suddenly recognizes a big actor who's done all these you know prestigious films and you know it's like <laughs> dude you were you were cowboy and, and freak 20 years ago. no such luck for alex winter he's doing okay he's not doing as well as keanu but he's doing all right he's directing a lot i saw him like that's what he does yeah he doesn't act as much he directs huh who knew we're talking about well now bill and ted yes but uh, yeah, John, guns John Hawks is one of those guys. He didn't come out of nowhere. He's been working for decades and yeah. suddenly finally broke free, you know, and became a big deal and good for him. <laughs> oh, like his namesake. <laughs> exactly. He soared like a hawk, man. Yeah. So here, this like, here we go. Here's here's the real world. A big face full of the real world. Yeah. This is the zombie movie scene right yeah. here. It really, really feels like a zombie movie here and uh, when. Uh, Matt Damon is trying to get the, you know, the last of whatever's in the the pharmacy, and like, people that, are like starting to rip apart a truck and shit. So then there's like always like occasional incompetency too, where it's like, well, you don't fill your pharmacy with people that want a cure to something, and then say none of you're gonna be able to get it. Yeah, it's like, um, oh, so this is a surprise. You keep people reacting this way. Yeah. Well, it's again, it's all about. 
this is not normal procedure. You know, it's right. like the pharmacy doesn't have, well, what if there is a global pandemic and we only have 50 doses? Like, we don't, they don't rehearse that kind of well, stuff. Well, they're like, this is our allotment for today. It's like, well, hmm, you should be a little more careful with that. You well, again, you, you should be because, you you know, well, we should always be allowed to, you know, boy, you shouldn't have had that car accident. Well, you know, right. <laughs> I didn't get no, up this that's, morning. That's just I didn't realize thing. today was the day I'm having the car accident. Yeah, so it's like uh, nobody, everybody's just trying to do. I didn't know I'm can, in a movie, which is why you'll get like the riots and you'll get. We the, talked about we talked about this in a, a recent commentary. I forget which one. At Cloverfield, I guess it was where, you know, at Cloverfield also. Is this the grocery uh, store from uh, The Mist? It almost looks like it is, but I don't know. That, that was that was shot somewhere. Was Louisiana. In the wilds. Yeah. Um, but um the the idea of Cloverfield where Cloverfield does basically does the basic trope where it's like, oh, there's a giant monster terrorizing Manhattan. Suddenly all the tanks. We have and, a warehouse full of shit. All, to deal all, with all that. the tanks and rocket launchers in the world are suddenly right there in downtown Manhattan. Whereas yeah, like in real life, after the facts. in real life, they're in a, you know, a warehouse in upstate New York and they'll be there, you know, next Tuesday. This this movie deals with a lot of that, too. The idea of but the real know, version of it, the the we are not prepared for so many things. Um, and of course, part of the problem is like the the example I use then is the example I use here. It's like they, people are freaked out about Obamacare. <laughs> how do you how do you pass the what if this crazy scenario happens law so you fund that plan? I think just the, in case that I, happens, I think someday. the funding for the Jetta sized bear trap would fall apart in committee. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that we would don't know when it. we're going to need the Jetta sized bear trap. But unless we, you can justify it for the Pentagon for some reason, if the yeah, Pentagon would go. We know like, we want the we want the giant bear we're not, trap. We're not positive about Godzilla really happening, but if he does, we should have a we giant, should probably have a giant bear giant trap. Godzilla bear trap. What do you do those with it? Look like real hel- those don't look like comp helicopters. Those a, look like real helicopters. There's a, there's a, although they they would almost have to be comp helicopters. Yeah, but they're like lighting the. Poles That's true. They are actively lighting, doing really cool so. stuff. Well, it is sixty million. You can get some helicopters for that, but especially if they're black and you can't tell what. Yeah, the exactly. They are. <laughs> oh, that's a black car. No, yeah, they could be, be Belgian Rangers. Be like, I got the flash. Guys, Buzz, a it's Buzz Lightfeet. <laughs> so here's here's, here's, this, Buzz, this, here's Buzz Lightfeet in San Francisco. That shot right there could be the first shot in the trailer for a quirky indie comedy about this like weirdo after the apocalypse. <laughs> Whoopie doo doo. There's time now. Da-da-da. It totally is. Again, again, most movies would go. There's time for love. That guy. That guy is the. He's the hero. It's you know. It's all about his wonderful fighting back against the system story. It's like no, no. He's he's not helping. He's not helping at all. And this uh, this has a nice little subtext to it when he refuses to give her the Forsythia. Yeah. Now that you're like, to you. once once you've seen the movie once, you go, oh no, he's definitely like, you, you solidify the concept of, oh, he's just in this, it's a scam and he knows it's a scam. Yeah. The fact that he then refuses to give it to her is, has an interesting subtext to yeah. it. Yeah. And this, I mean, this is, you know, this is a tough a tough character to play for the for this for this actress here. I mean, this is a, this is a rough role. It's again, this is this is not a movie character. This is like a real life character that happens to be in a movie. It's like you know, she was the staunch, proud journalist. You know, blah blah blah. Earlier yeah. on, and all that kind of stuff it was like, and now she's just a person who's afraid she's going to die. Yeah, and is you know has totally abandoned all of her principles and is just scared and, and is and, doing anything not to yeah, die. And most movies won't you know show that kind of behavior. Everyone has to have you know some or or they're a bad person. You know, a character who does that. You know, oh, she didn't stand up for her principles. She's a bad person then in movie language. So it's like no. She does, you know. Everyone has a breaking point, you know. She's then that's, and this this is actually talking about heartbreaking. This this Kate Winslet moment is the one that really kills me. This year, just oh. <laughs> God damn you, Kate Winslet. And then she starts blowing a whistle. 
<laughs> exactly. Come back. And this, boy, that cut. That's oh a that's God, a nasty that cut. cut. You're like, oh, movie. God damn you. This was like for whatever reason, Gwyneth Paltrow didn't shock me that much. I guess because yeah. it was so, so early in the movie. Like, like okay, what, or you think they're still you, telling you think you what kind of movie? They're only going to do that one time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to do that to me again. Oh, uh, and then the. Uh, that that cut combined with this line right here of like, well, when we run out of body bags, two days ago. And again, it's this movie is kind of going. You know, we are literally not prepared for this. I mean, <laughs> that's the case. We're we're not prepared for every time it goes. Oh, yes, ours. When's Breaking Bad coming back? You know, H one N one. You know, one of these days. I was saying this to Brian the other day. I'll probably be dead by then. But within your guys' lifetimes, you might well see one of these. Historically, they happen once every hundred or two hundred years. Yeah. Or, you know, and then, you know, ironically, some future, you know, generation will be, yeah, that was, that was two weeks before he died in the mass outbreak. That was the great irony of that one. You know, then Trey dropped dead in the, in the, cause you know, the, the older people went first. Yeah. That's how it's going to happen, everybody. It's not a joke. That's how no, it's going to happen. That's how it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Other, other like dark side of humanity confessions. Yeah. I, I love Disneyland. Like I'm, I love Disneyland. Every time I go to Disneyland, I'm like, they're going to drop the bomb on this place today. I'm, I'm going to be here for it when they drop the bomb on this place. Because every time I go there, I'm like, there would be no greater blow to the American psyche than taking out about one and a half million people at the happiest place on earth in one bomb. I don't think Disneyland holds a million the capacity people. Capacity is far below that. <laughs> but there would be a million people, really? Yeah, man. But, uh, but, more like but 50, no, 50, it's 50, a, 50 absolutely. 60,000, I guess. But still, like, just every time I go there, I'm like, is today the day? Yeah, I really kind of do, like, rehearse, like, how to react in that situation every time I'm <laughs> okay what if today's the day well i'm gonna i'm gonna jump on the submarine ride because i think the water if i can get inside the submarine and then be mostly underwater that Trey, might be that's the best. ridiculous they don't even have the submarine ride anymore and when they did you didn't actually go underwater you're a dead man Trey. well you were partly you were partly submerged and then you're so inside you a large it's facility the, it was the twenty thousand leagues that's what yeah i think i read of that mm-hmm. a long time ago no it's yeah. like finding nemo now they just rebranded it oh you oh you're talking about disneyland or disney world because I'm talking about Disney World. I'm talking about Disneyland. Okay, that's probably... Oh, that was a beautiful moment. So yeah. we're, we're, uh, <laughs> we're apart there. <laughs> Still never been on it. So this is... Really like a, it smells like a gym. Oh, I, I, I do... Twenty thousand leagues when I was... I know, does so it smell like a locker room, like all the time? Or yeah, pretty summer? much all the time. I just saw a video... <laughs> someone put a video on YouTube of the original... Of the old the old version, right? Just one of those, like, out the window, just taping the whole thing. And I was like, well, I was really nostalgic. Like, wow, <laughs> look at that. Now, this scene here... Real quick, though, in the chat room. Thank you, Sparkle Tone. Uh, yeah. inter- the internet says Disneyland holds seventy-five to one hundred thousand people. There you go. So, ten percent of a million people, but still, your point, your point is still valid. Like, oh, Disneyland, oh, you bastards, Al Qaeda, you fuckers. This, this, what's great about the movie is again, it's set this all up. Where since we've been, we know what Jude Law's real story is, and we know what Lawrence Fishburne's real story is. We're seeing what gets played out on the news all the time where there's the young scrappy upstart going, you're the government and you're lying automatically. And we know that Lawrence Fishburne is actually telling the truth. He is actually saying everything that he can say. He can't say everything he knows. He has to be like he has to. Ultimately, he's going to be that government guy who goes, well, I can't say everything. And we we honestly don't know the answer to that yet. And the guy who's just making shit up as he goes along is going to sound more credible than the government guy. But the movie showing us this scene that we've seen a thousand times in real life, but Showing us like sometimes the government guy is the one who's right. In fact, that happens a lot. I wonder why he's Australian. Seems like kind of a random choice. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> they're all crooks. Wow, dude. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> sorry, Some of my best friends are Australians, guys. Oh, so, okay. sorry, Dave. <laughs> I'm not racist, but Australians, am I right? They come from criminals. Come on, everyone knows this. It's a fact. Oh, wait, so if it's so yeah, if it's, so here, if it's growth is geometric, but the total number is sort of no. He he's getting it wrong here. Okay, and it, it's listed on IMDb as a goof, but you could just say that he's just he, being he's just bad at He's a fucking crazy. Or person. he's being yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's he, he's making it. He's making, he's it, he's making, it, making it up, and yeah. no one's fact checking it. So yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I understand. Yeah, it's yeah. it's totally geometric. So, the model yeah. in my head. Ex- exponential is two four. Uh, 16, 16, 32, 64, 128. But that would mean that one person would have to... 16, 32, 64, 128, etc. So the R0 is the amount of geometric... The R0 is geometric, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because if it was exponential, that means that the first person would infect one person, the next person would infect two people, the next person would infect four. Four, And the next person would infect... Yeah. Yeah. So it would be... Okay. Exponents are a function of multiplication. Geometric is a function of add. Right. Yeah. So so exponential is when something is literally reproducing. Like, yeah. yeah. That's when you're going, like, if you had two gerbils, then you got four gerbils, then you got eight gerbils. Then, then you got a party. Exactly. Then you got, when you got eight <laughs> gerbils. Well, then you get a discount, first of all. Ooh. So Buy one Richard gerbil, get the happy. next two million yeah. free. There was another great moment there where just where you were talking about, you know, well, you're talking about, he says, exponential when actually means geometric he actually has a speech there which is so common in these in these kind of things is the lunatic will say blah 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 and then the person in the point of authority goes okay look that is so wrong i don't even know it would, where to it would start take, with that it would take me a half hour and two college degrees to explain everything you just said that was wrong just there and that's the problem that's the problem with the soundbite world that we live in is that the guy who just goes ha has to be refuted by okay I don't even have the time to explain how wrong all that was. The time investment in just saying something is way, way smaller than saying something accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Political debates are basically built around that idea. Can we yeah. take a break? There's like four books. Everybody listening to this should go read and then we'll <laughs> yeah. start up. Again. Exactly. Well, that's exactly right. First of all, well, for this for this movie, I still recommend The Hot Zone. Here, or The Hot Zone. That'll, that'll horrify you because it's... So a- we, we all want to move to... Where was that? That was like a... Oh yeah, I'm from the future. Shows like really good places. Well, let's see. Yeah. I'm from the future. Moved to China. Yeah, it was weird that um, subtitles covering it. But Cape deep, Town was if you're deep in the Amazon. You're cool so far. Cape Town was. Ah, um, no one saw that coming. <laughs> I love. I love that one shot of the you know Navy Lieutenant Ernson or whatever she is. Just like just this random shot of one person in this room full of people scared shitless. Yeah. I love how the um the production design is just like. There's just trash Set everywhere. Woo. It's trash everywhere, but it's all in bags. Yeah. <laughs> it's all nicely people taken are, out. People are putting it it's out. This is that no one's collecting it. That's a problem. So, oops. <laughs> so there's that. Mm. To infinity. <laughs> I hate Buzz Lightfeed. <laughs> to Arnot and Beyond. Arnot and Beyond. <laughs> Dude, in this movie, I'm just so glad there's not an Arnot pun. <laughs> Arnot. R2. These things are happening. Are not, right? <laughs> ah. <laughs> Woo! Oh, seriously, oh, it's very sad. And that's why I'll never be Steven Soderbergh because I wouldn't be able to resist the Yeah, that's someone would make the R not pun. I would make this exact movie and also make the R not pun. 
MREs are Meals kind of gross. Well, I kind of gross. love MREs. I think they're really? delicious. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's like just because it makes you feel like you're playing army. No, it's it's I've like never, well, no. When I was in ROTC and yeah. I had to actually eat them, I ROTC. legitimately enjoyed. Them. I've never had a no, real. I've never had just, an actual MRE. Oh, they're they're foul. Um, yeah, and yeah, a bunch of them. It, we it had depends. like a. It depends because there's different flavors and different kinds. Yeah, yeah. There's all some kinds. of them are gross. Brandon, our friend Brandon. Brandon, he bought a box of them. Yeah, he got like a weird pair up his ass and ordered a box full of MREs and like he was like like selling them he was like retailing them out like all right i'll give you this one for three bucks and everyone was just like eating these so we had like a picnic where everybody just had like a different flavor mre what was this i, I wasn't there for that <laughs> <laughs> I, I you can't MRE have an mre picnic. party without playing telling brian I'm playing songs on my guitar <laughs> next time you have an mre picnic tell did me you say, I, did I haven't i didn't have one did, did they still come with a little tabasco bottle yeah there was a little awesome. tabasco bottle there was like a like energy bar there was do they have the little like chemical the chemical hot reaction pack. to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those are cool oh it's so gross it's like tang and like diet tang are you talking about flavor or just about the the necessary chemistry what of the mre when you say it's gross are you talking about it tastes gross or that that it exists and how it works well is gross? technically oh, no, there's no difference between taste and chemistry uh, it's the um <laughs> everything is chemicals wow. no it's you're just like eating like chef boyardee out of a bag yeah like i know it's awesome <laughs> it's like it's like it's like i mean all the technology is the same technology as again it's not like magical military technology it's 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 if you went to the ralph's and you went to the aisle where they have those little casseroles that are somehow don't need to be refrigerated wow whatever that is that's what that's what it is it's meant to be just you know yeah, it, it's can it's canned food in a tin pouch with like hard tack and yeah. other assorted good hard tack reference hard tack yeah really <laughs> well done get some corn dodgers and some hard tack well they, they, they are designed chemically to to keep you from needing to defecate they are chemically Ooh. designed well, to no. do so. I, they're only, the only like no, they're low in fiber. Like astronaut food. They're chemically designed to be very low in fiber. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Fiber makes you defecate, right? Yeah. And the lack of fiber. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> fiber is what helps push stuff through your system. Right. Both soluble and insoluble. There's mm. two different kinds. Right. <laughs> Talking about hard science. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's a dose of it right there. Well, soft science. Soft science. Yeah. Well, depending on how much fiber. <laughs> how much science fiber are you getting? Good job, team. <laughs> or not. And scene. And shut down. Yeah. Uh, this has been. This has been. What are you doing, movie? So, uh, but no, seriously, this is all hor- really horrifying events. We, we talked over is, that yeah. awesome scene where this like, is where it is turning. He just into. comes to the window and it's like, oh, I just saw my neighbor get yeah, murdered all hell's just I'm gonna call 911 and but, but it just I, goes press mean, 1 if this is your problem that does mean yeah. I can probably go to their house and get some useful shit now so let's do that so yeah this is this is where it is starting to turn into a little getting into the walking dead kind of territory like you know okay this is when we're really on the on the far side of a really seriously bad epidemic yeah. the, the most interesting thing for me about this is that it feels very realistic uh, I don't doubt the realism of this but also remember the numbers at the end of the movie they're like uh, 28 million people around the world died. 20 and 12? That's what he said they, was going to happen, but that's not what did. And that never, say, uh, which say, means that this is still well within the parameters of 28 million people haven't died yet. So we're not talking about most people that you'll ever meet are infected. You're talking about maybe one out of 300 people in the United States are infected, but this is what's happening. Versus the Spanish yeah. flu, which was, as he says in the movie, 1% of the world's population. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they, they say... What does that not, scale to? Not now. 
What was the population 100 years ago? Uh, population in 1918? Yeah. Well, 1%. <laughs> More people are alive today than have ever died six before. Six and a half billion. That's, that's a myth. That's, 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 not, that's, that's not true anymore. That's, oh. that's a myth. It's, a, it's close, though. That might have been a thing that somebody wrote in a book like mm, a yeah. thousand years ago. And we only use 10% of our brains. Um, the uh, the um, hate that thing. But the issue is, uh, the issue is not... The fact that oh my gosh now there's you know, all the garbage collectors are dead. It's the fact that no one can go out. It's the fact that yeah the, the society is just frozen in place and there that's why that's why all the all the structures and everything is starting to collapse because no one's driving trucks. You know, it's not that there's not food somewhere. It's that no one's driving trucks to bring it to your supermarket anymore. And then if your whole state is quarantined, you can't get an oil tanker into the state to oh, fill wow. up the gas station. Yeah. The uh, the Wikipedia says that it infected 500 million people, killed between 50 to 100 million three to five percent of the world's population at the time oh, that's for the 1918 uh flu pandemic killed how many people 50 to 100 million including so, and it specifically says including remote islands and the arctic so yeah. three billion people if you scaled it today yeah well yeah I'm, if, no, no, no. If, Tem- if 100 million people was 30 was three percent of the population you're talking about three billion people at the time mm. alive so yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I thought you were saying how it would be killed now. Like, no, three billion would be fifty percent of the world today. Less. We passed seven already. That's scary. We passed seven. When did we pass seven? Like a year ago. Fucking hell. A little less than a year ago. No disease. Mm. Happy monkey. I was in outbreak. <laughs> no, no, different monkey. I like this monkey more though. The one in outbreak was annoying. He was a bit, and that's a famous monkey. That monkey worked a lot. We can't days. do that, Dave. Yeah, the little those. <laughs> yeah, this, really. is, this is a rhesus monkey. It's shut down the monkey. The one in outbreak is a different one. Yeah, it's true. It looks like it's like a smaller one. Yeah, it looks kind of like a cat, to be honest. Yeah. Well, they use rhesus monkeys are the monkeys that they use for this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. but in outbreak, it wasn't a lab monkey. That's where we get it was just factor. a random monkey that they were shipping. Like it was, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a blood monkey. monkey. <laughs> it was for like the under, <laughs> underground pet trade. Was, was DiCaprio there going blood monkey, <laughs> blood monkey, and a slightly but not totally convincing accent? Yes. So this has happened a couple of times in in medical history where where a doctor was like, "Well, we don't have time for the human trials," and you know, and, and this is probably the closest to a movie moment. An outbreak, I think, has a similar moment. It, yeah, remember. yeah, he does. The, bit, but um, the they were um, who was it? this actress was talking to people who work in this field whoever she is uh and she said she talked to two Face of them mask and asked in this situation would you test it on yourself and she said they both said yes and i said you probably shouldn't say that on the epk because they do have a job <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's like i talked to two of the leading experts in uh, world politics and they both said that they've uh, raped and murdered a bunch of people <laughs> well, if you're not following the specific channels you're they, breaking the hippocratic oath yeah they said, doing anything uh, but testing they said they would yourself. absolutely break uh, all protocol yeah exactly um, given they, the opportunity they thought they thought all the policies were stupid and they said something unkind about their boss's mother yeah well it's it's, it's like that weird area where it's like suicide <laughs> like, say that is, it's like the kind of thing where like suicide isn't illegal but attempt attempting attempted suicide. suicide is illegal yeah so just if you if you, if you don't if you get it right, you're clear. You're in the clear. Yeah. So it's like if if she had tested on if the if you tested on humans out of bounds, then you're breaking your oath <laughs> and what your 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 responsibilities to other people. Yeah, but if you're doing it to yourself, that's there's fine. no stronger movie trope than that. Like you broke all the rules, McBain, but you <laughs> saved the planet. So all those criminal charges you would have been liable for had that scheme of yours not worked. Lawrence Fishburne gets, he, but he saves, the, he helps save the world, and he is also liable for he's still, his criminal charges. He's still, well, that, in the real world, that is how it works. It's like, yeah, that was great the way you saved all those people, but you did commit that crime. Um, <laughs> that's just kind of how we do things here. Nicole, never mind. 
was going to say Nicole Brown never got a touchdown, but whatever. Ooh. Over my head. Ooh. So this was nice. This is a, a, a the movie. I think with this this little storyline here is probably where the movie goes the most movie movie because it's all like, oh, the noble doctor tested on herself. Oh, because her dad is sick and she's all the more involved. And, and he's sick because he's kept treating the people. That's right, because he yeah. too is a doctor. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that beat for beat actually does happen in Outbreak. Yeah. But it's Renee Russo. That's right. It's more Google Glass vision. Like and those. isn't and isn't Kevin Spacey in a role where you didn't even know it was Kevin Spacey yeah, yet? He's a yeah. blonde guy with hair. Yeah. And you go like that guy grew up to be Kevin Cuba Spacey. Cuba Gooding's in that movie, Donald Sutherland, yeah. uh, Dale Dye. Yeah. Uh, Dale Dye's always in them. Fucking there's a million people in that movie. Uh baby Patrick Dempsey. Wow. Remember that's right. That's right. At the very beginning, the guy, like the weird shifty dude who gets the monkey in the first place and he's sick on the plane. That's Patrick Dempsey, you guys. I was that's looking right. at him like, oh my God, you got way less shady. <laughs> It's Doctor Doctor Fabulous or whatever his name is on that show. Where they just hint. Oh, and Morgan Freeman. Oh, so he yeah, okay, her. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I had forgotten that he does. California, stay away her. from here. And she says that he didn't touch her earlier. <laughs> Later. Yeah. Where's the Walking Dead poster? Yeah, totally. I think Ryan did that effect. By the way, I think he I think he worked on that shot. Oh, of the painting out of the, the, the yeah, road. The 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 the, the, sh- the picture from Walking Dead that was yeah, on all the billboards. The horse on the road. The season yeah. one billboard. I think he did. I might be wrong. <laughs> factual problem right there is like well when there's a mass exodus they open both sides in one direction do they yeah, yeah. how do they I actually get to do that once how in does Florida the, how does the infrastructure work for that do they just they just shut down the, the road and shut down all the exits on it go around and then wait, you and and wait until all the people have cleared off from the other direction before yeah. they you only do it if someone if there's a place where everyone's trying to get away from yeah <laughs> oh, I guess that's true <laughs> you know is so it, is that actually like an official mandate thing, or is that just what fucking happens? It's one of the, it's one of the things that we actually do have contingency plans for. It's a little bit of both. If we have to evacuate a major city, in Indianapolis they have roads like in the city, like not even highway roads, uh, where the function of the lane changes based on traffic patterns, which means that this lane oh might be going this way in the oh morning, man. but in the afternoon it goes the other way. That's pretty scary. Uh, that's yeah, no, yeah, that's a bad like idea. escalators. <laughs> do escalators? Go? I guess they bus go both ways. I've never seen one go. It's, yeah, this was going up before. They change um, in rush hours in major metropolitan areas. Didn't know that. In any case, but yeah, in Indy, there's a, a few lanes of traffic that are portable, basically. Well, there's also like really cool um, certain kinds of bridges have these little robots that move all the concrete dividers over a lane nice. for rush hour in one direction or the other. Oh, robots. So you got like until a five, one, you have like a five lane thing and you can have it be three lanes in one direction in the morning and then three lanes in the other Until one day they time. decide to kill us all and yeah. start going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which one eager little robot started pushing early. It, it's, yeah. like a, it's like a truck with like a sideways... Um, plow that just like moves all the things over. Isn't the this the side. same field of weird trees where, where Donald Sutherland Yeah, it looks like it. Aliened out. <laughs> this is San Francisco, right? It's like one it of the four or five yeah. locations in San Francisco. What the hell are those trees? It's, it's like, like one of the only parts of San like Francisco trees, that's not at a 45 degree. No, they have them um, have them in uh, Scandinavia in like part of like the, in like city parks all over the place. Have what? Those trees? Yeah. <laughs> those weird freaky trees. Those weird like troll knob trees. You can just like saw it off and you have like the a perfect... What the hell is like, going on? Weather. It's the trees. Trey, See, I think you're right. It's totally the same park. Is it, I'm, I'm sure it is because it's San Francisco and it's the city hall or whatever this is. But uh, It needs to rain a lot for them to live, I think. Well, that makes sense. But uh, <laughs> It's a good thing they're in San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> and here, like, we... We go straight for the anti-vaccination. Yeah, right to the anti-vaccination. Oh, I love this <laughs> oh. part where he goes, is he with you? Just he's like, wait a minute. There aren't any more garbage people. We've proven this. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> I haven't, there I haven't seen people, people working in a park in 
in yeah, three months. That's right. That's, that's <laughs> of all things to be the tip off. I was like, wait, there aren't any public service workers anymore. <laughs> this is there's one guy picking up trash in all of San Francisco. Actually, it's not. What? It's not the same park. I just watched the scene, and one side of the park, and we've now seen all 360 of it. One side of the park in the in Body Snatchers has a big skyscraper right next to it with glass windows. Oh, no kidding. Okay. But it looks fucking so identical. So it says whatever those trees are. It's, it's the, the trees, man. If this was a Shyamalan film, it would have been the trees all along. <laughs> oh, God. They really were the trees. <laughs> what are we going to do the happening, guys? Turns out it was the trees. I want to do the happening. Why is no I, one coming to my happening? I'd have to watch the happening. It, in the happening, it literally What's is happening? the trees. And the wind. Hey, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's here's, here's Brian's rule whatever the stupidest thing could be that's the spoiler for the movie <laughs> most of the time just walking into any Shyamalan movie that's how Brian feels okay uh, okay um, okay let me guess fish it's fish is it fish is it fish this time it's the fucking fish <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was the fish the whole time it's the whole, um, the whole vaccination lottery thing um, that's kind of what they did for like gas rationing in the 70s right when it's like uh, gas rationing was uh, even in odd plate support. numbers even on plate numbers every other day yeah and then of course there was the 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 Vietnam draft was your birth date oh right yeah um, that's how they did it that's freaky it's one of the it's one of the few things that you can I mean it's one of the few ways that you can do it, it where you can go look this is totally random and you know it's evenly distributed across the population pretty much because pretty much you know X number of people were born on every day of the year if you think about it for more than half a second yeah. if the day before your birthday comes up you were not so close <laughs> that's right it's completely arbitrary that's, a, that's right but it's like it's, and it's as long as you believe it's random it's like okay this is as fair as we can make but this could you imagine the fucking outcry if randomly it was just a week in order. Yeah, really. One, two, three, four. Hey, September first. Okay, the next day. But that's September second. But it's the Vietnam September draft is the same reason. Is because it's like okay, this is not you know by race, by location, by age. It's like it's literally, you know, randomly your your birth date is is what it was. So, how long did the Vietnam drafts go on for? Like um, how long was that calling until we, of the until we lost? Um, um, yeah. But how long did the birthday lottery thing happen? Well, by the time it was, I Most was of a year. I was a little too young. I was a little too young to be part of that. But um, the big deal was uh, w- then they then they had no draft at all. They had an all volunteer army, and then when I was just of military age, they came back with the the. You had to register. There was no draft, but you had to register in case they decided to have a draft. Right. It's, Which is what put, we've all had to do. Did you have to put exactly. the leap year one in four times to make it? <laughs> Probably, yeah. So, like, what are the odds? April April. Yeah. You'd, have to, you'd have to put February 29th in. February, no, no. Wait, Brian, what did you say? Huh? Did we have to do that? I don't remember. We had that. to register for the draft, yeah. Yeah. They don't, there isn't a draft, but if there were, we are all yeah. theoretically they're, they're, registered. If you are not registered for the draft, you are breaking the law. You're on yeah. the grid, man. When does that registration happen? When you're When you turn 18. I don't remember this happening. Maybe it did. Well, you had to fill out a thing. Yeah. I thought it was when you registered to, like, when you first registered for a political thing. It, they it's probably, weird. like, collate the pages, so you have to, you end up signing that also. Yeah. <laughs> See, we, we, it's in the iTunes a, agreement. And this is why, this is why we're fucked when there's an outbreak of some <laughs> pandemic, because we can't even tell if everyone's registered for the draft or if we should have read. Are you ready? I don't even remember if I'm registered for the draft. So imagine when the tsunami comes, how prepared we all are. Fireproof says it's called selective service. Yeah. It's just a card, he says, which I don't have one. I yes, have selective card. service. Yeah, now Same it's. Thing? I don't think they do it anymore. When I, I don't. Yeah, I think I it's might have had moment. The card. Guys, it's my scene. Yeah. But see, when I was, it was when Car- I remember Carter was. You know, Carter was president, and it was all about. There wasn't the draft, but you had it was mandatory registration at the time, and I don't know if that's still ongoing. Driver's but, license. That's what it was. Thanks, fire. Yeah. 
Yes, you do have to have a driver's <laughs> license. That's that's still the law. <laughs> Kyle's like, I have a borders well, card. No, you don't like, that doesn't get a, you anything. That doesn't, yeah. You don't have to have a driver's license. Then you're exempt from uh, military service. That's the, that's the big deal with... Um, State IDs and all that. Registering voting vote, laws, yeah. yeah. Trying to purge all these old minorities that don't have uh, driver's license. Driver's licenses. But 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 voter fraud. It, it, literally one guy has tried to do voter fraud. <laughs> literally yeah. one guy. Yeah. Well, we're disenfranchising that, thousands of well, people. Well, there was that one guy who unsuccessfully tried to blow up his shoes, and look where we are after 10 yeah. years of that. Anyway, again, it's all about, you know, when there's a crisis, how, boy, we can sure react in all the possible wrong <laughs> ways, can't we? We sure know exactly what to do as soon as it's already happened. As soon as it's already happened, and it's too late to actually do that thing. <laughs> Shyamalan's like, the shoes, that's genius. Yes. It was the shoes the whole time. You know what we should have done 10 years ago, the back shoes. when we had the chance. Oh, the fucking shoes. Cool shot. He is our sole chance. Hong Kong is kind of scary. It is. It's crazy. I mean, it was been more than 10 years since I was there, but uh, it's amazing. Fascinating place. It looks like that. That's my memory of Hong Kong. These these huge, tall giant buildings. You, giant, just, you just drive past and you're like, if this was a map painting, I would have some serious notes. Seriously, just these giant <laughs> but it's, but it's just like it's warehouses just for humans. The contrast on this is all off. It's just there's, there's no there's no detail. It's all muddy. It's a it's a large cement world, but at night it's all it all goes neon and it's all amazing. Goes Blade Runner. Yeah, it totally turns into Blade Runner at night, and it's a beautiful area. I mean, because there's the harbor, and then there's across the harbor, there's this big mountain. You can take a, a railway up to the top of the mountain, and you get this amazing view, and it's all fantastic. Water ski back down. Yeah, exactly. Here's your placebo. Use it wisely. So, but if it is a placebo, then still a bunch of them should survive anyway, right? Just well, yeah. Because they believe <laughs> it's, that it's the real thing. Yeah, you, I don't, you, I you're turning it into Jude Law. This, guy's a very, <laughs> this guy is very intelligent. He's a doctor. He knows what the fuck's up. So he should know better than to have this be the threshold by which he measures the efficacy of the box of drugs. That's the, Gives it yeah. to her. It's like, well, she didn't die just now. Cool. I now know for a fact that this isn't poison, but I know nothing else. Also, have you guys ever had a drug administered to you in that way where you have to it's a it's a it's this little syringe, a soft syringe of fluid that you have to put back into your sinus cavity, basically? I have not. I've had. N- it is horrible. I don't know if it's I've had nasal, you know, not, yeah. li- not like I don't think not, it's been yeah, not liquid. Like, I think it's been yeah, not, not the little spray. It's like four or five milliliters of like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now you guys want to talk about how fucking realistic this movie is. And I call bullshit on that because no one reacts realistically in this movie to the way you go when someone does that to you because you <laughs> are being hell? you are being waterboarded it's not oh, like man. you know it's more like ah fuck what the <laughs> jesus no yeah, i don't it, want it not the other side no no, no. it doesn't go through Half the, the vaccine is fine it doesn't go through the drippy part that people use to like nail into their noses because there's that cavity that just goes straight back that's completely open it, it goes up into the sinus part yeah. which is like your brain's air filter <laughs> mm-hmm. it is horrible it is really, 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 really horrible. And even if you don't like needles, you you would rather have the shot. Trust me. When given the option to do the inhaling it in your nose thing, take the shot. Take the shot. Take the shot. <laughs> take, take the, the shot. fucking shot. <laughs> when you got a clean shot, take it. All right. So here's the here's the resolution, such as it is, yeah. of, of this storyline. And I guess I mean. I guess it's an attempt to illustrate basically his line right there. He says, you know, this isn't the only one of these that's happened. It's happened all over the place. Yeah, and it's, it's and just... We, we don't have happened. enough for everybody. Like yeah. That's why it 
makes sense. It's like, well, despite the fact that we care about them and we understand everybody's motivations and we see that it's it's not like a... We pragmatically cannot do you're, it. You're not yeah. tied to a chair. Yeah. It's like, but it's... But you're, you start playing with this extra... You start playing with the abstraction of government yeah. organizations and then it's just like, well, now we just got to do what it says to do under chapter kidnapping section vaccines. Well, what it's what the movie's going for is it's, you know, the the her character starts out as, you know, an office worker who very clinically talks about, yes, and we expect this many deaths and we expect, you know, the spread of this. And it's all about how she gets a big face full of what it's like on the ground, yeah. you know, and, and so that she becomes actually sympathetic to the individual humans that are being affected in this one small area. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what that, so that's about. I've, I've come around on the, the China subplot. Thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. There you go. My heart cries out for Scythia. Scythia Four and, Scythia. and a half million. They say he made. Forget the love of promise. That's, that's a great love. thing to have him You're sitting there wiping, <laughs> wiping yeah. the ink off of his yeah. fingers the entire time. Fingerprinting. Oh, because he got fingerprinted. Now, yeah. Wipes he off got, pretty he, easily. He gets bail here, but that doesn't change his situation. He's still going to get the ever-living shit suit out of him, and then he's going to get taken out by someone. Some guy's going to kill him before he has a chance to go to trial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. That's what all these internet people deserve. <laughs> he said on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not espousing stupid things on the internet today. <laughs> Day is young. Yeah, that's true. I am going to go back home and post some things. Some terrible, terrible, some terrible, things. terrible. Jude Law is great in side effects, by the way. Another Soderbergh one. Well, I'll see now. I'm going to have to. That's, that's probably what I'll do. Is I'll probably go watch side effects. It's it's a it's it's a weird testament that I go. Oh yeah, Contagion is one of my favorite movies of the past several years. And like, what's Soderbergh made another movie about similar? T- I don't want to watch that. I'm not interested in that with the same cast. Nah, no, nah, I'm not into it. Damn you, Soderbergh. Soderbergh made me mar- watch a martial arts movie and like it. I mean, Jesus, man. Which one? The the Gina Carano Haywire. chick beats the shit out of everybody movie. Oh. You know, he made me like that. I was like, God damn you, Soderbergh. I haven't seen that. I need to see that. It's fun. I didn't realize he directed I can't believe I just said that, yeah. but that's true. It's a fun movie. He's, he's directed stuff that you would be like, what? That was... And, well, let me pull it up. <laughs> Like I said, and check I, out the good German. Understanding the good German uses, will blow you away. He uses a lot of the same people for all of these wildly different <laughs> movies. He does. Yeah. Like I was, I was sitting at like this uh, beer bar in upstate New York, and I was talking to the guy that had just opened the place, and he turned out to be um, Soderbergh's dolly grip for like ten years, and like would say, like, yeah, it's just all the same crew doing all the same movies, like jumping back and forth between the huge budget ones and the little ones, and uh, it was it's fascinating to think of that when you have these styles and the feelings of them being so wildly different. It's the same guy. Does Soderbergh use the same DP all the time? Um, I think the DP, if he's using I the think same, there's like, a handful, crew, then... I think there's a handful of DPs. Okay. That, uh, but I, I don't know. Well, I'll get a random sample here. All right, let's see. Okay. All these movies were directed by Steven Soderbergh. So that, yeah. See, that's funny because I just picked them off from his page. <clears throat> Moving on. Um, Strange coincidence. Yeah. I can't do this because my mouse is dying. <laughs> oh, no, it's infected. <laughs> it's not the mouse, it's yeah. the fleas. Here, sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, Duncan. We have to find the original it. mouse. Click the page. Wash your hands. Click the page. Wash your hands. Rocco's Modern Life, right? Yeah. 
Yay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I know that reference, but my brain wants me to say that right now. And I was like, totally lost. I was like, Steven Soderbergh directed Rocco's Modern Life. <laughs> Jesus, that guy's everywhere. Fish sticks, fish sticks. All right, let's see here. So wait, if he doesn't actually have the vaccine, but walks around with a bracelet, huh. he's only endangering himself. He's not endangering anybody else, right? No, he, well, he, well, he does have the vaccine. Damon? No, no, no. Oh, oh, that was uh, Damon. I, sorry, I thought that was Fishman. Yeah, they don't say because if he's immune, they don't say whether or not he can be a carrier. They don't. Yeah. Like, because it could. They be do the, say that about Damon. Yeah. Like, okay, you're immune. you're immune, but they don't address the question of like whether or not are you a carrier can, or yeah. do you just not have it? Yeah. Because <laughs> it could be like a total HPV thing where it's like the entire male population could contract the virus and not get it, and then right. Like, well, Paul, to answer your question, uh, it looks like yeah, he pretty much always uses a guy named Peter Andrews. But the more interesting thing is. That all of these say cinematography by Steven Soderbergh as Peter Andrews. Yeah, he actually does a lot of his own. He has a non de plume for himself when he's behind the camera. Oh, I don't know if that. Yeah. I don't know so exactly what, 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 what that role? means. Who is Peter Andrews? Peter, Peter Andrews, Andrews is Steven Soderbergh. Is Peter? Is he Steven Soderbergh's? All of his cinematography buys say Steven Soderbergh parentheses as Peter Andrews. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forget. I'd, I'd I'd used to know that that yeah, he's, he does a lot of his own, if not all of his own, DPing. So then he must have a killer camera up. Um, no, he operates it. Key, I know he's yeah. Key grip? He like he like key he just like there's all these grips and well, obviously like all the behind the scenes footage I've ever gaffer seen crew, yeah. is him just running around with gaffer. a big fucking camera on his yeah. shoulder. Let what's, me, what's the key gaffer guy called? Already, key already gaffer's the best boy. Best boy, yeah. Best boy is. Power though he's not lights, right? Uh, no, no, guys, key, we're the key, ones who tell everyone else how this right. works. Key, grip, to key grip is the head of the grips. Best boy is the is the lights is the light head of the lighting. Okay, right. the head of the grips would be a good Dean Koontz novel. Head of the grips, the head of the grips, key grips. <laughs> now, which one is also which one's also head in charge of on a C stand? <laughs> <laughs> but key grips also the safety guy. Not that I'm aware of. Or is that yeah? This, no, safe, oh, this, Paul, safety is everybody's responsibility. That's right. It it's a, this, I love, I love this. It's like, they love the ending of, uh, we have to do the book of Eli because that's a, that's a movie that that's I watched movie. that, I watched that entire movie and apparently I saw a different movie than everyone else because everyone says that the movie is about a thing that it can't possibly be about, be about. But, uh, the, the, this, I love this ending that in the end, just like everything else, it's like, it just becomes a sample in the freezer at the CDC. Yeah. Just like, you know, that's. And it goes on the shelf with polio and yep. everything else. Speaking of the cinematography in the chat, Sledge says in a commentary, Soderbergh has said that he did that so he wouldn't have to break some rule about order of credits when he shot traffic. Yeah. The Peter Andrews thing. Mm, fair enough. So did he not use Peter Andrews before traffic? Mm, I don't know. Sledge? I would Google it, but my mouse keeps failing. <laughs> oh, well. This is like, uh, oh, this like is, the, uh, the, this, this, bugs this, the this is the, well, not, well, this like bugs the, you? there's things that, like, don't go there. There's what? tracking hits that you can see if you're watching. That's, 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 oh, that's, no, that's not what I was talking about. The, the, fact that he has I have the, now. the fact that he has the camera. Why? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that the, that the camera isn't like in a bag in a, that, yeah, he should not oh, have that. That camera okay. should be like, when they were asking him all these questions, when they like sequestered him, quarantined him and like asked him all these questions and went through his life history and his medical shit, trying to figure out how it happened to Gwyneth because at that point that's what she they all think is like the she's the uh, first person that they know about patient zero they're, they're like all index patient maybe is that what they call patient zero yeah, or and index see, like, like they would have that picture they would they would, they would have they, all they would the have stuff been that she had like well, pouring over her life trying to find hints well who says they don't because they could just have copied the card yeah but then why would they give it 
back to him to say, here, take this infected thing back into the world. So, the, okay, but she, she's been in the whole house. Well, the whole world is infected. And they, they could have disinfected it <laughs> yeah, at some like point the, for she, whatever good it would have She died done. on the okay. kitchen floor. The kid died in the bedroom. They didn't burn the house down. Yeah. Bet um, you wanted to. Though. Okay, so then, like, yeah. to me, this is the natural, this is the end of the movie. This is the, okay, life goes on. Uh, everybody's, like, we're, we've yeah. kind of recovered and come to terms with the fact that, like, stuff happens and now I'm going to do this nice thing. But then there's the little tag where it's like, and Oh, we're going to distract you and say that this is where this came from. Like that's, it's completely unnecessary. Like we know as much as like, we've said everything that we need to know about the, it's like going back to the MacGuffin, like right before the movie's over and completely changing the point of the entire thing. I don't know about that. I think it's I like, you know, it, it's, it's, the beginning and the end all all at the same time, which is kind of a fun construction that, yeah, as we said at the start of the commentary, that the, the very end of the movie is the beginning. But it's the construction. It's not the... It's not what you want to be taking away from it i don't know I, yeah. I, I it might be an indulgence but it's one that it I didn't bug watched. me it's yeah. like the fact that it, you know the fact that it did the movie does in the end go okay these people will never know all they ever did was survive it yeah but fyi between you and me since i'm god of this world let me tell you how this happened let me show you the weird way that this happened so which is totally again semi-based on a real incident but they could have they, 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 they do it as like this in media race thing and then like, I, I, they drop that off. Right I, at the end. I like it. I like that they did that. What if they had that last scene at the beginning of the movie, like the, the cold open instead of somebody coughing is like there's five seconds over credits of like a bat flying into a pig pen. Yeah. And then that would be conventional. And then the movie and, starts. And, and then, then it actually ends this way where it's like a makes you think for one second about like, why did the movie end here? It's like, oh, it's because. Well, if we give the movie, kind of given the movie props for being unconventional from start to finish, then uh, I continue to give it props for being unconventional from start to finish. I love it. I love it. The way that it, uh, it finally at the very end where it's like, it was a little, for me, it was a little treat. Like, so I guess we'll never know how, oh, Soderbergh, you mad motherfucker. You actually are going <laughs> to, the one thing I was going, you know, the one thing they didn't do was, oh my God, he's going to totally do it. He's going to actually show us, you know, finally put all the pieces together and say, you know, I gave you all the I gave you all the all these clues. But I, I think it's know. just that whatever, like the things that appeal to me in the movie, all of those pieces are together. Yeah. And then what it's doing is pretty just sure that you're a different human than I am. So I oh guess no, no that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's like, so I'm saying you don't and I lose. I, I for me it's great. You know, again mileage may vary. That's the that's the great thing about about the movie. Here we go, and we're into and it. Suddenly, we we're totally like, what the hell's happening we now? I mean, where, where are we now? Yeah. I will so, say there's a little. I like, think oh, I didn't notice uh, the first time that that logo is yeah, the logo it's of the, the same company corporation. It's the one. It's the opening. So she goes to yeah. China for the groundbreaking ceremony. Exactly. That's the ground that they're breaking. It's the yeah. It's the no. One. This that's not. Yeah. This isn't China. Okay. Yeah. No. It's China. Yeah. It's, it's, China. it's China. It's China. This. Yeah. That's the one thing where I kind of went. I kind of went. You know. It's. It's totally. It's totally valid. But it's like. Oh. It just. It feels like tree hugging. It's one connection too many. Literal tree hugging. You know the fact that she oh, gets so. when, she gets it when she eats the pig at the casino. No, it's later. When she shakes, when she shakes, the, hand shakes the hand of the, the, chef. Of the chef. Well, in any case, she doesn't catch it when she's at the groundbreaking ceremony. She if no, she, but it's, if her, she, it's her company that's doing it. Yeah, but that, she's at but the that's, casino that's and everything. One more connection the, than we need, though. That's, yes, that's a, that's a second coincidence. Correct. We all agree that it's a little. It's one step beyond. Okay. It's and I think it's it. it to me, it felt like and I don't think it maybe deliberately, but it can be interpreted as you know just tree hugging. Like you know, oh, see, deforestation is what. However. It's also true <laughs> that deforestation is what often leads to these kind of things getting released that have been contained. Yeah, so, they said that at some point elsewhere yeah. in the film, right? So there you go. There's, yeah. Well, they there's the it, chain. 
they mentioned it at some point that she went to China for the groundbreaking ceremony, and so the implication right, right. is that that's the. Bull but I mean, they, they that mentioned ground. that the they mentioned the deforestation thing somewhere else. Yeah, probably in one of the conference like, scenes yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. but that's what I mean. Like, so we just spent the last few minutes like debating this like construction thing instead of like. Well, we're not debating it. I I, I think we're it's discussing fantastic. it. <laughs> you didn't like it, and I did, and then and there you go. Um, it's like I said. The one thing is, I it just even though it isn't necessarily just I was like, oh, it just it makes it feel like deforest. In the end, you're saying big business is the is the is the culprit here it's like i don't think that's what it means but it feels like it could be you know someone who's looking for a reason to be pissy about the movie could could say oh and all it was all about oh i see in the end it was big business that was the big problem it's like but however again in the real world it does actually work it it does kind of happen that way it's like we people as people like to say well, you know, we're tearing down the rainforest and there's all these indigenous species that we'll never even know existed because we're wiping them out before we've even had a chance to discover that they exist in these patches of rainforest. So we, we might be destroying, you know, something that will cure cancer. It's like, and we might be just destroying something that causes it, too. We don't know what we're just... It's, that's just how you roll the dice when you're you're dealing with the unknown in, the na- in nature. So in this particular case, it was the idea of... You know, disturbing this one thing led to a, a strange confluence of events that led to this terrible global disease. Anyway, uh, this movie, uh, I, I probably, I probably won't revisit name. it. Uh, all the things that you guys like about it, I like about it too. Uh, but it, for some reason, it doesn't. <laughs> Do you pro- promise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. Do you really? I don't think you mean it. I don't think you really like uh, it. But <laughs> you like it, but you don't like like it. Yeah, I don't like it like that. No, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to close technical advisors. Probably not going to end up revisiting it at any point soon. Um, It's, it's, I don't know. I don't. I did you guys find it thrilling? No, no, I found it gloriously not thrilling, and I was so pleased about that. Okay, because that's what like all the reviews are like. This is thrilling, you know, high suspense. Like I'm like, really? Okay. Well, it is that, that I think. To me, thrilling and high suspense are two very different terms. But okay, but that's you know again, that's sort of subject to how yeah. you. It's just I, you know, I, I, I don't. <laughs> a roller coaster. Is I, I, got, I got nothing. I'm done. I got. I, I don't mind the movie. Yeah. But it's not, <laughs> well, that's but good. It remains a stalwart of the genre. It remains a stalwart. It's, it's fine that it exists. I don't. I don't hate it. Uh, Unlike other movies, I'm glad that that just actively like hate. <laughs> Brian. Uh, well, I do think one major flaw is that we spend a lot of time at the CDC and not once do they initiate the self-destruct. Yeah, I <laughs> so know, that's right? that's glaring, glaring uh, failure. <laughs> there's a movie, there's thrilling for you. <laughs> uh, no, I I like like this movie. I, I love it. Trey Batchelor. Why, yes, I am. Thank you for <laughs> noticing. Um, yeah, as Trey, Trey said it exactly, that this is great, great science fiction. It's hard science fiction. It's brilliant science fiction. It's wonderful, wonderful science fiction. Uh, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful, science. wonderful. So I just uh, love the shit out of this movie. And yeah, I think it's it's uh, definitely very close to the top of my list of the past few years. At the to- Close to the top of my list of science fiction movies of all time. And maybe close to the top of the list of all movies ever for me. Yeah. Palu? I like it a bunch. Um, yeah. I'm, You're I'm, Palu? Okay, that's what's going on. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, saw it for the first time yesterday. I saw it for the second time today, and I'm still really into it. <laughs> so two times. Yep. <laughs> All right. Both times. Held up twice. Held up. Held up two times. 
<laughs> movie good once, movie good twice. You can't explain that. <laughs> There's no accounting for that. <laughs> movie comes in, movie goes out. You can't no, explain that. <laughs> no movie is good two times in a row. <laughs> what are the odds? Trey? Uh, well, Ian, you know, if, if it's not clear yet that uh, I effusively love this movie as well, then um, I do. Um, you want to make Contagion babies? Oh, God, do I want to? I wish I'd made Contagion. I um, the I I didn't rewatch it recently. Um, to, to, to do this commentary because when I originally came out, originally came out, which is 2011, so it's only two years ago, I watched it. I don't know how many times I watched it. I, I got that DVD. I watched it so damn many times. I was like, I don't need to, because I was, I, I was fascinated by it. It's like, how is this movie? It's not, it's not if, but when. Find out more at something, yeah. something, something.cdc.gov. Yeah. Exactly. That was crazy. Yeah, the movie's going, by the way, it's going to happen, folks. Um, it's all like a, a big after-school special um, is really all this movie is. Um, I watched it so many times over and over again that I, I didn't feel a need to, to watch it again just to, just to do this commentary because I've seen it plenty of times. Um, how it works, it's, you know, strange alchemy is uh, is uh, something worth worth uh, worth studying. It's, uh, like I said, it's, it's, if everyone, everyone comes to something differently, it's like, uh, if me and, you know, and also Brian, are the ones who are constantly like, oh, this movie is, the science is so dumb, the science is so dumb. It's like, well, for our sins, this movie is probably, as, as Brian said, as we both said, you know, about the hardest sci-fi movie that's ever been made in a, you know, released by a mainstream Hollywood studio. And therein lies the problem, because real life is never as exciting as movies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like there's never a miracle cure. There's no such thing. And X never, ever marks the spot. So so this is a movie that's for people like me and Brian, who are like, I just wish just once they would make a movie like that. But it's but, but that's the thing, is that it's yeah. still fascinating. And it's, yeah, still, exactly. it's still engaging. For me, it's fascinating. And I, it's still great to see yeah, people I, behaving like people instead of behaving like archetypes. And I agree. And I But I understand why it's not, it's not a movie for everyone and why it didn't do that well you know it's a only 130 million worldwide it's a it's a downer topic and it's not sensationalized at all and it's it's told in a very straightforward not very thrilling you know I'll, even i'll say it's not thrilling not the way i would describe the phrase uh, use that term um engaging and compelling and suspenseful yes absolutely but uh, thrilling is not a word i would go for because that's to me means a different thing um i understand why it's not it wasn't a huge hit um, I totally understand why I love it like a little I want to hug it and squeeze it and make mm-hmm. babies with it um, it's totally it's 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 one of the very few times where you know it's, it is one of those movies where I said oh my god I don't know why Steven Soderbergh chose to make a movie just for me <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's so awesome that he did you want to th- <laughs> thank you Steve yeah I want to call him up hey Steve I want to thank you for uh, making Contagion for me that was so great that you did that this has been What Do You Do In Movie? You can always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com. Subscribe to iTunes. There's a bunch of podcasts now. Shit. There's a new episode every single week. Go to the forum. Wonderful community of people. Great folks. And um, there's a chat room there, which is also nice, I guess. we could buy You could buy our shirts or you could give us some money. I'm not asking, just saying. Hold and hold design to maintain the website. Until next time, my name is T. Christie. Brian Finifter. <coughs> <laughs> dude, dude, wait. Did you just, did you just cough? <clears throat> by the way, the, by the way, the right way to cough is not into your hand; it's into your like shoulder and armpit as much as you can. That's true. Much less uh, infectious that way. So do that from now on, please. Or not. <laughs> good night. Good night. <laughs> Actually, uh, are you quoting from the MythBusters episode? Because I, I don't remember where I heard it. There was a. Oh, seen, but yeah, you know that. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was so it. cool. Yeah, that was a great demonstration. Yeah, that's a yeah. great episode. Is that, what was it? The Mythbusters. It was only a couple seasons back, and they did this great, amazing test where it's all about well, what you know, how do you prevent 
you know, spreading if you're sick or whatever, where they did this amazing setup where Adam had this hidden tube that was leaving a very, like, like you have like runny nose. Uh-huh. They actually had a whole thing where it was in his hair and hidden by makeup where a tube was letting a very thin trickle of fluid out of his nose that was invisible, but it was red under ultraviolet light. Oh, cool. And so it was all about, okay, if you have a runny nose, and then they had a fake dinner party where yeah. like five volunteers came in and it was just all about- and none of them knew what, none what, them what knew the deal was. was being tested and it was all about, let's have a fake dinner party. And then afterwards, they put the black light on everybody and everyone is just covered with red <laughs> because- That's just, crazy. Just his little runny nose is like, just by having like passing something and shaking hands and how are you doing? And hey, could you mind? Here, look at this thing I did. Wow. Um, <clears throat> and he just, he just, it looked like a bloodbath because everyone was covered. <laughs> in this mucus that it, this faux mucus that came from his nose but they did it different ways and they did it a different yeah. way like well if you know that you have it don't shake hands with people ask them to handle things make sure you don't handle things that they then handle and then he showed like if you are aware and conscious of it how you can do the same thing and have a dinner party with people and at the end everyone is totally clean because it's your own responsibility to not put that on everybody else yeah trendsinyourhead.com